Hello and welcome to the season three premiere of The Archers. I am one half of your co-host. My name is Katie. Hello, this is the other half of your co-host. My name is Madison. Welcome to season three. Welcome to season three. Madison, how are you today after our two-month, probably more than even two months at this point, our months-long hiatus? How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm okay. I am excited to get to talk about Midnight more because I feel like we didn't get into it a lot last season or as much as we could have. So I'm excited about that. I feel like I have like word vomit to say this season. Um, Ooh. No, like okay. it's it's backed up inside of like I have a lot to say. <laughs> Not <you know>? backed <laughs> up. <laughs> that was an awful way to say that. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> You know what? Um, I know that yeah. you all will accept me where I'm at. That's why I share that with you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's what we can always expect from our listeners. Is they really, they really meet us where we're at. Um, speaking of which, if you heard or watched the incredible season three trailer um, and were worried that Madison and I stopped recording due to a feud... Um, please know that that was just our silly little joke and um, we truly just stopped recording because because, um, uh, we had been doing it for a year straight uh, without any Mm -hmm. breaks so this was just our first break after a year and um, yeah a feud couldn't be further from the truth I'd say (laughs) no not it that's definitely not what happened but it was a lot (laughs) funnier to put in the trailer and yes imagine right. if it was just like hey guys we took a break we'll be back next week no not fun no, not fun no, no. like hey guys we're both really mentally ill and um <laughs> like have been going really going through it like mm, is that fun no, no not as fun to hear for you guys <laughs> but fun. feud bad blood yeah that's funny Whoa incredible oh that trailer i do think i want to play that trailer like on my gravestone (laughs) that is kind of what you texted me after you watched it i was like oh wow (laughs) i didn't know it would have that much of an impact on katie (laughs) it did it really did especially the oh there's just a lot of it that's really great um yeah but so we're back for season three and some things that you can expect from us are well I just want to set this stage like I just want to set the stage for folks some things you can keep expecting from us is we believe in delusion of all kinds all delusion welcome here um we love theories of all types and above and above all Above all the rumors swirling around, everything, above all, we see Taylor as her own person who deserves to be looked at and read and, you know, like her work analyzed from 
an individual's point of view just hers herself so we're gonna keep focusing on taylor just as a queer person a queer artist um and you know that's just always our number one priority so i hope you're excited for season three of us continuing to do that yes i think taylor's a storyteller Mm, and we get to have so much fun reading the stories and imagining them in so many different ways um which includes stories of her public figure and like the mythology of her public figure um but as much fun as that is i think what the archers are best at and where we thrive and feel the most fulfilled and happy um is reading her lyrics and her art and Mm. getting to interpret that together because two great Sagittarius minds analyzing another great Sagittarius minds and um, the creative results of that Sag mind is just chef's kiss, you know? Yeah, exactly. Chef's kiss. Um, That's right. So without further ado, which Please. fits our theme. It fits our theme this season That's very good. well. Like, like very like academia and like we're very like right like yes. speak now era in like the library, like reading the text and right exactly. I mean, that's the thing, too, is that as you've probably seen, uh, this era, it we're really going into, of course, lavender. Uh, the color story is lavender and midnight blue. Um, but the same color if you if, are if Taylor, you're Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Some, the special thing about lavender is that it can be midnight blue sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really the color story. And then I would say the what other kind of story is there besides a color? Well, story? here's the thing. Katie designed this beautiful cover for this season, which puts such we a different it. Yeah, you did the art, like oh thank you. You thank know, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think even looking at that, not even to sound dramatic, but here we are, the archers were drama. Um, yeah, yeah. But like the watercolor kind of bleeding out of each of these little icons, like mm-hmm. compared to the way that we've approached our graphics, like in previous seasons, it's so mm-hmm. like much more abstract and it's really like bleeding outside of the lines and like going with the flow. And mm-hmm. I just appreciate the love that you put into it so much because it really set my mind for this season and I hope when other people look at it it's like wow like what a what a new era for the archers and like for Taylor's music and like a new way to get to read it with midnights and there's just so much little love crafted into this and please read the little sides of the books if you haven't already because it's a little (laughs) reference to story of us which thank you to um Caitlin for your presentation about Story of Us like Caitlin must be Absolutely. Yeah, big shout out to Caitlin, um head of programming for Gaylor Fest 2022 um into 2023. Uh your presentation on Story of Us it was a huge influence on um this third season of The Archers. And yeah, that means a lot to me to hear you say that, Madison, because that's the truth. It's like, 
having the longest break from the archers that we've had since we started it really i think made both of us think about like what like it really made us go back to the beginning of like why did we start the archers um and the reason we started it as we'll tell you constantly is because we really just want to treat taylor as the prolific queer artist that she is like the songwriter the storyteller of our generation that she is and analyze it from a queer perspective the way that we believe it should be read from mm-hmm. and you know obviously that includes all the fun like silly fan fiction and speculation of our patreon episodes as like little bonus like stuff but above all like the main feed that we're putting out there like we want this to be truly a reflection of like two queer poets queer literary um analysts that we are reflecting on this work as it is and it's like yeah that bleeding heart that purple bleeding heart and like the blurriness of this and like the the kind of like depth and messiness of it like that is all so crucial so mm-hmm. i was like it really meant a lot to be able to actually like sink um like physical materials into this graphic um for season three because i was like how do we put more of our like deepest intentions into this yeah yeah and like set them even i don't know i just yeah. it's so crazy how much time people probably spend looking at the icon and listening and it's like i don't know even looking at it right now because we use it as our background for recording like i'm looking at it right now and it puts me in a whole different tone like i just right? i love it yeah. so much and the bleeding purple heart was so perfect it was so perfect oh i can't the fact that the archer is the one that shot it like come on <laughs> i know i know uh, <laughs> But I'm very excited about this season, and I've listened back during our break to a lot of our old episodes because I'm our biggest fan, and um, <laughs> and it just reminded me of like all the things we've already talked about, but also all the mm-hmm. things that we haven't got into, and yeah. like talk about where we started it's like now we have a whole new album and like material to read into, and like mm. we haven't had that on this podcast ever like Ever. a whole new album yeah that yeah. we get to both experience at once and pick out and pick pick at you know I don't know definitely and that's another thing too is I'm so grateful that in the two months we took it's like oh we yeah. just it got to sink in mm-hmm. because I just I neither of us are comfortable with like what first responses are like we both love to let things sink in and -hmm. like marinate and Mm -hmm. it's just it's like so many of these songs have transformed for me over like so many of midnight songs have transformed for me i can't even imagine what i'm gonna feel about these songs a year from now two years from now um with the kind of insight that we have on folklore and evermore now you know oh yeah yeah seriously i mean this album has grown on me a lot and when I first heard it, I was terrified. My body was in shock. I was like, how am I supposed to listen to this? What's going on? I don't <laughs> understand any of these songs. <laughs> like, I 
could not <laughs> grasp it. But I'm so grateful to have had these two months to like not make any judgments on it and to mm. literally just listen to it because I fear that if I would have made judgments on it too quickly, it would have changed my experience with it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah and I think about I the things that. that I said, like when I first heard it, and I'm like, oh, what an idiot I was. What a what a stupid girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, no taste. I now understand. Wow. Two months. <laughs> it really did take me that long. And like a listen in the dark on Apple Music with like lostless. Right. Whatever. Don't be yes. like, yes. Yeah. I have a feeling that your uh, like in the dark session with Apple Music's, what is it like Dolby Atmos? Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that that's going to come up a lot in these next couple of, uh, this next season, for sure. It changed my life. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I'm like, should I splurge on the $9.99 for a month just to experience it once? I think you probably. could do a free trial, right? Or no? I mean, I think that I used my free trial on Apple, like, years ago, right when it came out. Mm. oh yeah isn't that why taylor was fighting them because they were doing free trials and they weren't paying artists during the free trial no (laughs) that was why she wrote the giant apple letter and like took her music off of every streaming platform yeah what oh my lord okay well i'm glad we don't get into the business side of taylor's uh, i know jesus (laughs) (sighs) but um a lot has happened since we were last here yeah including the Grammys the other day, which honestly, so grateful that we're recording after that because I, that mm-hmm. was the craziest night. Oh my God. Literally, it's like she gets, I don't know if, I mean, at this point, I'm like, does she subscribe to the Patreon? Because how did she know oh. that we were coming back? And she was like, hmm, let me release a music video. Let me release the Lavender His music video and let me have a lesbian only party. Yeah. She was like, like, let me give them something to talk about, those yeah. archers. Let me give them something to talk about. And you know what? It's like, guess what, Taylor? We're going to take you up on it, and we will be talking about that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And So let's... <sighs> what? Go go ahead. Go ahead. It's just all of it. The whole night was so crazy. Yeah. The fact that she was, like, the center of attention, and, like, it... It's so crazy when I remember that other people know her um, in general, like, especially on, like, big award show nights. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I would do anything, anything, Madison, to be able to go back to who I was before I was a gayler and just, I want to know what a normal person's view of all of this is. Like, what do normal people think about this because i'm losing my fucking mind i know and what do they think about it cutting to her every time anyone talked about queer or trans people this is what i'm saying like like did anyone other people caught on to that i'm sure other people saw that because it happened like three times the best happened during beyonce's speech which was the best one uh oh my god beyonce thanking the queer community okay first of all the thing is this one Beyonce thanked her husband, JC, <laughs> and the camera went to her husband. Yes. JC. Beyonce thanked the queer community. 
And the camera went to the queer community. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> As we know, the queer community, i.e. Taylor Swift. I.e. Um, Taylor Swift. And, and her Taylor, proud clapping. Please, Taylor clapping like, yes. Oh, God, yes, the queer community. When, ta- when Beyonce, oh, I love Beyonce so much. Being like, for they invented the genre. she named it she hasn't spoken about this album renaissance like at all but except for that that she says point blank period clear which again to me i'm like okay this that's the coming out that we're gonna get from beyonce married to jay-z like i do think that she's been flagged and i've said this many times Mm -hmm. beyonce has been flagging her bisexuality since the self-titled album Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this renaissance in general was an amazing way to be like in solidarity with queer community, despite being married to a like sister man. Yeah. Well, I don't, I can't, who knows Jay-Z's sexuality and what the pandemic might've shown him as it's shown so many of us. But but yeah, for all intents and purposes, Beyonce is red as straight and her saying Thank you to the queer community. And then referring to them with they pronouns, meaning separate from herself. Yeah. Not like we or anything like that. Yeah. Separates her from the queer community. But I think also is doing, it, it makes another case for, you know, what adamant defenders of Taylor Swift's supposed heterosexuality always say by bringing up the um i didn't know i could advocate for a community i wasn't a part of Mm -hmm. that quote from vanity fair Mm -hmm. or vogue vogue Vogue. i think vogue um yeah that quote from vogue magazine that hetlers love to bring up like so many people so many gaylers have interpreted that as like well, she's not part of the open queer community. Like, even if she is queer, it's like, mm-hmm. like she could be referring to openly queer, actively visibly queer people as mm-hmm. a community that she's not a part of. And like Beyonce naming the queer community as other from herself does not mean that she herself isn't <laughs> queer. It's just that she's not like actively openly visibly queer. Yeah. And I just feel like those two things have to exist. Like, uh, like you can yeah. actively not be closeting and pretending you're straight while also recognizing that you're not in the queer community because you are doing a level of closeting. And, oh my God, I... I'm so sorry. It does seem like there's a submarine in Madison's apartment right now. It's it's my buzzer. <laughs> oh, your buzzer. I thought that but maybe you lived in a ship. I don't know why it's buzzing, though. Um, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. No, 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 that's pretty much all I was going to say. Um, yeah. So I just thought that that was very similar to how it's like, oh, Beyonce is immediately naming the queer community as crucial to this album um, after her husband. Like, that to me is like, oh, she absolutely is in the queer community. 
um, it's just not, she's not in a position where she's able to actually claim ownership over it mm-hmm. or inclusion within it. Because if she did say we, a, a, a genre of music that we invented, yeah, people, that wouldn't make sense to anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it would make sense. It, it would be her coming out. Exactly. It would be her coming out, and people wouldn't be able to take that as a coming out. People mm-hmm. would freak yeah. out. Like, it's exactly. the same thing. And yeah, it, it doesn't have to mean that she's not in it it's just that's how she's publicly saying thank you to the queer community but yeah and also the um harry styles saying this doesn't happen for people like me oh yeah not great uh not great not great thing to say when beyonce would just lost album of the year for like the eighth time not a great great. thing to say no 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 but also what did he mean by that and everyone freaked out on twitter and said he's a white straight man what yeah oh what did he mean by that i'm sure he didn't mean to sound as ignorant as he did he still did though regardless i think he meant the fact that he's not straight and yeah i mean because i don't know what else he could have meant well, that's the thing, you know, uh, like, um, I read a response from, like, a journalist who is from the same area of, like, England as he is in, hmm. and the journalist was like, he grew up pretty poor, like, he he didn't, like, he didn't have access to the arts, which is a big thing in England, like, he probably just still sees himself as that, like, little boy who like didn't have access to the arts and can't believe that he got where he did um and the people in his hometown see him that way too like the people in the little bakery he worked at see him that way but it's just like if that is the case like again it's like it it truly that's so above and beyond like ignorant yeah, it's that still is so ignorant. It's more. Like, it's just like, way more. Way more than if he means he's queer. If he still if he's sees like gender non- Yeah, if he sees himself as like non-binary, gender non-conforming, queer, not straight, like being like, this doesn't happen to people like me very often. First of all, that again, though, you have to admit that that's crazy after Sam Smith and Kim Petras won. Yeah. Earlier. And Kim Petras, you know, talked about how she was like the first openly transgender woman to ever win a Grammy. And um, and I say openly because of course a trans woman has won before. Um, I forget her name, but that would be that I, I learned that and it was amazing to learn that. Yeah. Um, but she's the first openly trans woman. And it's like so again it's like it just felt it just was the weirdest thing to say there also i heard that he ran like someone told me this that he ran like study groups or like his team ran study groups to see what was like the most marketable image for him for this entire tour and like album and era and like how to um 
be appealable to all audiences like and be completely apolitical and like uncontroversial as possible they did like study focus groups to survey how to make harry styles the most apolitical pop star possible and that's why this album and tour has been so successful that they keep just adding fucking dates every day um which also makes him sound ridiculous when he says this doesn't happen to people like me it's like no it does because you have millions of dollars being poured into research so that it does happen to you yeah and and you saying that is like facetious because there's all of this happening in the industry that you're now making sound like doesn't go into the success that you have let alone the daughter of the grammys producer executive producer is the voice at the beginning of as it was like what yeah, are you joking? Like, learning all the things that I have about Harry Styles since his Grammy speech has made me be like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. if we look at his lyrics and his music from the same lens that we're looking at Taylor's, it's like, he's telling a story. Like, a story is being told that is fucking terrifying because mm-hmm. the roboticness of his... um performance at the grammy the fact that it was the exact same thing from the music video it had versus all the other artists who performed who went above and beyond doing like medleys of their more well-known songs with lesser known songs and like lizzo literally like bringing the audience to church bad bunny bringing like a block party like a celebratory block party to the audience like the rest of the artists were actively engaging with everyone else there bringing and giving and like really showcasing their art and things and harry did the same song we've heard a million fucking fucking times the The same outfits we've seen a million fucking the same choreography and the blase nothingness and it's like if we analyze if we assume that and first of all i don't even have evidence for this so it's very hard for me to say this but if we apply the same sort of analysis we apply to taylor's he is signaling that he is a robot Mm -hmm. that is being wildly exploited and taken advantage of and is literally a like puppet marionette that has no control over his own life and is on like that spinning circle unable to stop unable to get off Mm -hmm. like he is just being forced to do these things which is fucking terrifying and i don't really have evidence like if if he is being so intensely controlled that like he can't even speak on it or like show us any sort of hints that this is the case there are so yes and there are this has been going on for years since one direction like yeah that these men have been boys at the time have been overworked and like taken advantage of so like the fandom i'm sure knows everything of like the how much he's being overworked and shit and like i i know i've seen it on my timeline before that's why i know i'm not like crazy to think it but like yeah, that's exactly what it is. He seems like a robot. And I saw someone talking about 
how he's done the same outfits and everything and it's like yeah he still has like half of this tour left like he's gonna keep this up until this tour's over which is just like crazy because how long has this cycle been going like no one should have to deal with this anymore especially not harry so i hope he's okay but i hope he's okay too seriously it's just like it was just like another weird moment of the night like not only was his performance really bad and like the turntable turned the wrong way and they were like taken off guard and like he seemed so drained like not only that but then that speech and like ugh, it was just such a weird part of the whole night i just i hope he's okay i don't know I, I hope he's okay too. Yeah, it's I, it's really truly something that I don't feel qualified to speak on. Lizzo seems to like him. Well, that's the thing. Lizzo seems to like him. Lizzo seems very protective over him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adele and Lizzo, who are getting along so well, Adele seemed like so done. Well, because Adele won. gave her Grammy to Beyonce when she won. Exactly. And Lord knows Harry should have given hers as well. I was expecting him to. I swear to God, I was expecting him to. When he was walking on stage, I was like, okay, he'll do the same thing Adele did. It'll be fine. Uh, Like, no. No, no, no. I'm shocked. Yeah, it was a bad night. It was a bad night for Harry. And it was a bad night for J-Lo. J-Lo looked very pissed the whole time, and I hate... It's always a bad night for J-Lo, and I hope they continue (laughs) to be bad nights. (laughs) Oh! do you hate j-lo oh i have really big beef with j-lo oh my god you have beef with j-lo i have friends who have worked for like hotels and restaurants that j-lo has stayed at that she has like tortured them i have personal beef with j-lo she's a cunt oh my god wow jenny from jenny from the block (laughs) Wow. I hope she has more bad nights. But you know who didn't have a bad night? Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had a good (laughs) night. Yeah, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Let's talk about our king. King Taylor. And let's get into the hairpin drop for this episode. Okay, so the hairpin drop for this episode has to do with the fact that Taylor had this L-word themed party <laughs> at the Chateau Marmont. Not L-word themed. <laughs> it could have been. It yeah. really could have been. Um, yeah, insert with... L-word theme song here. Literally. Yeah. Ooh, that would be a good intro. Anyways. Um... Oh my god. Why don't we just use the L-word theme song as our intro? <laughs> that would be so good. Next season. Write that down. Write that down. Um <laughs> It included, my favorite I'm sure. <laughs> Write that down. Take it down. Um, I mean, I'm sure you all know. I, I'm. I don't have to list it off, but I'm gonna. Fletcher, Kelsey Ballerini. Is that her name? Ballerini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of Muna. All of Muna. God bless. All of Muna was there. God bless. Fletcher was naked. I think that's important context too. Oh um, yeah, her tits were out. Yeah, and ass. Areola. Uh, and ass yeah well i mean that's the thing it's like you get so used to girls wearing thongs and like yeah it's like okay is her ass really out but there was no like her tits were out they yeah. were that was just it yeah that was the look yeah um and oh, when she the had look. To, <laughs> she posted those pictures like an hour before 
I even knew that she was going to Taylor's party yes. or that like Taylor was having yes. her own after party and she had just posted them of her laying on this hotel room bed and I was like dear god I hope she's going to hang out with Taylor I was like I hope they're going to the same after party please of course yeah sure enough sure enough Taylor threw her own after party at the Chateau Marmont and come to find out someone on Twitter pointed this out I don't remember who it was please tell me if it was you um This vulture article, which is from like 2012, I think, and it Mm. talks about how the Chateau Marmont has been a known place for closeted celebrities to stay and hang out at. Yeah. And it quite literally says, quote, the castle on the hill has also long been known as a haven for closeted Hollywood talent prior to Stonewall. Like beefcake actor Tab Hunter and Psycho's Anthony Perkins. I have no idea who those two people are, but I guess they were gay actors. Oh my god, I hope Sean doesn't listen to this. He's going to be horrified that you don't know who Tab Hunter and Anthony Perkins are. I'm so sorry, Sean. I don't watch movies um, or no names. So... (laughs) But those two did, you can let Sean know, they did used to meet at the pool at the Mm. Chateau Marmont. Mm -hmm. And um, the hotel became a daytime hotspot for many of the most famous and most hidden Hollywood queers of the 20th century. Oh, God. Which is exactly the type of queer history you can always fucking depend on her for. She was like, you know what, then I'm going to have a gay party at the Chateau. And I'm going to invite all the gays. Exactly. Yeah. And the crazy thing about this is it reminds me of, of course, her use of the hotel and delicate. That Mm -hmm. was also like a major queer, um, like protest spot uh, back in the Mm -hmm. 70s, I believe, or maybe 60s. Um, And Haley Kiyoko purposefully recorded a music video there as well because of its queer history at the same hotel and likewise Haley Kiyoko was of course attending was an attendee of this party oh yeah how did I forget and she specifically posted an Instagram at this party that said that that like let us know that her and her girlfriend of five years, I forget her name, met at the Chateau Marmont. And that was like it was very special for them to be back there five years later into their relationship. So like again, it's like Haley Kyoko keeps sharing to us, like letting us know, like these are gay spaces. Mm-hmm. Like these are like Haley's always letting us know when there's a hairpin drop. Yes. Haley yeah. is a hairpin drop. Haley is a hairpin drop. I mean, even going back to remember when she did Lavender Haze about Haze Code? Yes, I think that's going to be a future hairpin drop. I I think it was a past hairpin drop. Oh, no, I mean a future hairpin drop on the Archers. No, I think it was a past one of ours. Oh, we already talked about I think we did the Haze Code one, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my god, listeners, sound off. Tell us if that's true. I remember Holy it being one. Yeah. Well, the Hayes Code one. Yeah. If I, I probably forgot. 
we probably did talk about it. That stays on my mind. That's why it stays exactly. heavy I mean, on my me mind. Too. Me too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is just like a magical thing to to find out that um the Chateau Marmont is like a queer legendary Hollywood place. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. And if anyone knows Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus, she says, I've been living at the Chateau. Yes. And um, also Lana was there. We forgot to mention. Lana oh, my God. Ray. Lana, Jack. Yes. And the Chateau Marmont is a huge place for Lana, too. Like, mm -hmm. she's been referencing the Chateau Marmont, like, for her entire career as Lana. Yeah. Mm. I'm it's obsessed with it. It's a dream of mine to go there someday. Oh, you will. I actually, for some reason, I was going to ask you this episode if you've ever been there. And then mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know why I felt the need. Like, I feel oh. like you have. In a past life, to be sure, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I feel like maybe the person that I was before I died maybe died in the pool there or something. Oh, wow. Has anyone died in a pool there? Hopefully not. I love swimming. I love pools, so I probably didn't die in a pool, right? I know. That's why I'm like, I couldn't see you dying like that, but... Anyways, I love hotels, so I, I love hotels and I love pools, and I love this hotel so, so, so much, so perhaps... um I've never been to LA, but it's a dream to go there, to be sure. You will go there, and then you'll go drive down to uh, Trixie's motel. Oh, yeah, in Palm Springs. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I have so many hotels I want to go to in L.A. Mm, that's a dream. Mm -hmm. You will. I need that. I need the archers to propel me to a level of fame where I can do <laughs> a, like, fat femme travel show <gasps> where Lizzie just drives me around in a convertible and we go to different hotels. And you review them. Yes. It's like driver's dine-ins and whatever, but you, like. Oh, my God, yes. Uh -huh. oh my god yeah I would, I would trust your review too of like a hotel oh and as you should i think that i'm picky in all the right ways about hotels yeah because i give be. i give great reviews to you know like um 45 dollar a night hotel sixes if they're comfy you know what i mean exactly it's yeah. about the coziness it's about the coziness Oh, anywho, that's just a dream trying to manifest in 2023. Oh, you'll get there. I promise. <laughs> you'll listen back and be like, oh, how foolish was I to think I couldn't have my own hotel review show. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, that's our that's our hairpin drop. Um, just along with the fact that the entire plot of it was like an episode of the L word and mm, that's true what was your favorite photo the one with Haley and Becca and she's cheersing the camera and the one that everyone fought over it's the everyone everyone fought over because of her nails no. and I think that's so funny I I think I think she could have potentially clipped her nails or took them took them off before she took the photo with Haley. Um, I because all the I other ones they are intact, but these are like this is Taylor. They're probably press ons. Like <laughs> they're press ons that she took off. I am team. She painted her nails midnight blue. Took mm -hmm. the press ons off mm -hmm. so that she had short fingers on one hand. And um, I think she took the picture on purpose to be funny. I completely agree. And people that are showing photos of her throughout the night, but they not don't understand in that moment. 
they don't understand they don't understand the progression of press on nails or acrylic nails in general and how quickly things can happen and how quickly they either come off without willing or they need to come off exactly right happen and you can take them off very quickly if you absolutely need to there is ways Absolutely. to figure Especially it out. because you know that Taylor is a drag queen in the way mm-hmm. that she wears pop-off press-on nails. Like, yeah. she is not a, you know, girly that's getting her acrylics done and then keeps them on for two weeks. No. No, no. that is not because she does not like, I don't think she likes having long nails all the time. As no. opposed to some of us who do like having long nails all the time. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is with Taylor is that I do want to talk to her about being gay. Like, I do want to know like how much of a femme she is, if she's a pillow princess, like the rumors say. Like, I do want to talk to her about those things, but I don't want to speculate on them in a public way. I just want right. to like get to know her and like I would love to know that information, but not to talk about it, just um to know femme to femme you know what i mean yeah no i get it queerness exists on another dimension and it's on that dimension where i ponder things like that yeah definitely um but okay so that was your favorite photo the cheer yeah which one is yours I have to say, my favorite is the one with Kelsey's hair in between her fingers. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. I There's just something about that that really got me in a way that I just keep, I just keep looking at it and it just makes me giggle. <laughs> and then her other arm, the way it's like around Fletcher is so like. Well, uh, that's almost like the thing, the way that that hand is like, like, oh, this is normal. Like, this is the pose. And then the like, like right behind Kelsey. It's though. like There's she like... forgot that that hand would be visible, or it's like right. she didn't know that hand would be visible. Or the worst thing is that she did know that hand would be visible, and she's literally just toying with us, and I she's literally that. just sending this message to like us. Mm-hmm. I think it is that, and that makes me go crazy. <laughs> Because you have to think, all of these pictures had to go through a process of being approved. That's why no one posted them for 24 hours. Because you just know it was, like, Taylor and her team editing them and, like, sending them out to everyone. Being like, here's what you can post. So she chose to share that one and let them post it. Uh, the leather jacket one is the oh, one that's being so shared funny. around the most. It's so funny. And it's her walking with two women in her arms. It's unreal. It's unreal. And all I see is a men's jacket. I see her wearing a men's jacket with two women in her arms. That's right. And taking them away. That's what I see. That is what anyone with eyes can see. (laughs) It takes a special level of delusion to be like, oh, she's wearing just Like, implied threesome pics was not on my bingo card. Like, pictures giving the implication of threesome was not something I was expecting from her. Uh, Yeah. Period. Right. But that is what that was giving. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's truly the only thing it was giving. It was out. It was out. 
I also loved um, the moment at the Grammys where they cut to Jack to congratulate him for producer of the year. Oh my god, and she's like beating him up. Yeah, they're so sibling, like. I know, that killed me. That is exactly, that's like literally, like, I was like, oh, the mm-hmm. cutest, sweetest little thing. Mm-hmm. They were both so drunk. Jack was like letting himself get rattled around because yes! he didn't know what was going on, and Taylor was like so drunk she didn't care. Like, uh. it was so cute. I loved it. I did not expect to spend forty four minutes talking about the Grammys. Oh, not at all. I guess there's more to say than like. I mean, it's like we've all been seeing the same sorts of dialogue, but um, yeah, there's just a lot to the Grammys. Were very weird this year. Yeah. I mean, they were also, like, really incredible. Like, I love, 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 like, 50 years of hip-hop um, tribute that they did. Like, that gave me goosebumps. Like, it really reminded me how much I love, like, 80s and 90s rap so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the um, In Memoriams were really gorgeous, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I thought it was incredible. Uh the like that they did like live tributes to people overall it just felt like a very thoughtful grammys like whoever did the programming of it it felt really good and obviously it was just amazing to see taylor as much as as much as we could Mm -hmm. i loved how they implemented that like fan part for album of the year and it was like a stan from someone called it um the stan twitter section of the grammys (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, that that part was bananas. I, I liked it. So, I thought it was I liked silly it too. I agree, and I mean, like, and we got like one of the best like reads of the night from that old woman being like, "You know where Bad Bunny was last night at Harry's concert." Uh huh. Like Please. that was an incredible read. Yeah. Um, but that said, I am so worried for when Taylor if they continue that if Taylor's ever nominated for an You know um, who they'll bring? It's just Ashley. No. No. Okay, I did wonder, I didn't want it. I, I did wonder if that's what she thought she would be doing at the Grammys. I don't think so cuz it was just for album of the year nominee yeah. cuz I thought about yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. I think that it was just like she was going to be a seat filler or something but then it was like I think Taylor's. I kind of think she was scammed. scammed. No, I watched all the videos. It wasn't even a scam. It was just like, I think that company was trying to fill seats. But what they had said in the first line of her contract was, we can cancel at any time and you're paying for all of your trip and staying fees. Like, we're not helping you pay for it and we can take your ticket away at any time. And then she is going off and being like, they canceled on me. I was supposed to go, blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, girl, it was literally in your contract that they could drop you at any time. So I don't know what these like receipts are. Yeah. Like she wasn't scammed. She scammed herself. Like she scammed herself. I'm sorry. Well, you know, that's um that's worse. That's way worse than being scammed to scam yeah. yourself. Um, yeah. I wasn't gonna bring her up, but I did think it was a sad situation that made me giggle. Yeah, she's a thinker. I don't. I try not to think too much. She's a thinker. Yeah, that's the nicest thing you could have. Well, it's like you know, I I don't exactly, I can't exactly say for sure 
what's going on there. But um, but I try not to. I try not to watch her videos because she. Yeah. It, it's just. It's not my type of thing. You know what I mean? No, I've only and, seen like one before all of this happened. And then I was oh, really? Like, I think she was the girl that went to the Cornelia Street apartment and was like standing in the window. Yeah, she tricked them. Yeah, she tricked them. That was the only time I had heard of her. And that's why I was like, I don't really feel bad. <laughs> I mean, quite honest. That's for Gaylers, Cornelia Street. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just something about like I don't like I don't I think impersonators in general really creep me out. Yeah. Um I don't know why. No judgment. No tea, no shade, as they say, but um, it's just not for me. With peace and love. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so now. First thing. Ooh, first thing. First things first mm-hmm. to get down to business. Yes. We need to take a little look-see together at the Lavender Hayes music video, which we haven't even talked about, you and I. Yeah. At all. So this is the first time Katie and I are going to be even discussing this music video together. That's right. And I cannot wait. Um, What were your, like, initial reactions when it came out? Loved it. I think I texted you. Okay, so the night that it came out, Madison had to work the next day at, like, 4.30. Or get up at 4.30. You get up. Oh, no. Schedule, scheduled at 4.30. So oh, I get Jesus. up at like 3.30. Okay, fab. Um, amazing. Great. Normal. Yeah. Um, so they were not staying up until midnight. And I think what you did is you set an alarm and you woke up. Is that right? Yep. I set an alarm for, for midnight, woke up, watched it like three times, and then went back to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that I texted you... Because I didn't want to prolong you being awake any, so I didn't want to get into a conversation. I was just like, that was really good. It was, it was like one of her hottest and gayest videos ever. We won. Yeah. So though that was real, like it was beautiful. It was hot and gay. Yeah. And therefore we won we won so that's really my main takeaway from it but i'm excited to go in and really get into certain things that really is i think the only takeaway that she wanted us to have from it but yeah yeah. it ran a lot of different ways (laughs) yeah um i feel like the feet lore thing is just it's redundant at this point like i swear to god we try to ignore the feet lore stuff we try to not talk about her feet and no one wants to talk about her feet no one ever asked to be a part of this story having to do with her feet but she includes them in the story everything I so mean, yeah, unfortunately that's... i have to say it opens with a shot of her feet yeah yeah because of course it does because it's taylor swift because of course it does yeah um from there, I mean, can we talk about Laith Ashley? Gorgeous. I know. Gorgeous. gorgeous. So gorgeous. Like, I'm Ugh. so happy that she included some shots of him just being, like, hot. You know? Being hot. Exactly. I know. Like, that's the thing. This does have the most, like, this does have, like, that 
um, like sexual gaze on a man more than any of her other videos ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Like this is truly like enjoying his body and like showcasing a man's body, like truly deeply more than any Taylor Swift video ever. And like, it feels okay and like safe to me, a lesbian, because like, this is a like queer man of color. So yeah. I'm like very happy for like a queer man of color to be like a sex object. Like yes. that in of itself is like very hot and nice, you know? Yes. And yeah. new. Like no one does that. No one has exactly. done that. Yeah. Yeah. I you're so right though. This is like the first time she's ever like sexualized a man truly. Yeah. Um I was nervous he was just gonna be like the man in the music video. Like he was like just given the role of the man in the music video, which to me signaled that he was going to be like Joe and be like, just yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. Like that's kind of what I was expecting the, the man role to be in this video, but I like his little character in it. And I like the way the parts that they gave him and everything. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, and it probably fed the Hitlers a little bit I think it definitely did I mean the like okay so at some point like okay so this is the other thing too is that when I saw them in bed together like I immediately was like okay like is this going to be like a sex scene is it like a post sex scene like what like immediately like when you see a bed and like two people in it it's like mm -hmm. oh is this going to symbolize some sort of sex scene but it is very much a classic taylor awake in the middle of the night pacing like a ghost um in this case symbolized by taylor not even sitting next to him not even lying in bed next to him not touching him at all. Not touching him at all. But at the foot of the bed with a rain cloud over her. And like that to me, it's like if I'm at the foot of the bed and not like while my partner's like sleep, my partner, we all know that's one person. My partner's like in bed laying down. Um, like I am in another world. Like I am not experiencing life with them. Like they're not on my mind. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, even if I was, like, if I was even thinking about them, I would be face towards them, looking at them, like, watching them. It's like she's very clearly in her own head and melaconic about something else. Not yes. having to do with him or the relationship or... Not looking for any support from him. No, exactly. Not like, oh, should I wake him up so that he can make it, me feel an better? An isolated battle that she's Wildly isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this shot of her sitting at the end of the bed is the only shot where she's wearing socks, too. Which I think oh, is weird. And it's while she's singing My Melancholia. So I'm wondering if it's like... Like, if the no socks at the beginning represents, like, a vulnerability of hers and, like, mm. an openness. But then, like, the melancholia is when she has to, like, put socks on and cover her fucking dogs. And also um, <laughs> be, like, <laughs> like, cover a part of herself and not be vulnerable. Is she but referencing a grippy sock vacation? 
Oh, Katie Golden. I have to hang up the phone. <laughs> I have to go. This episode is over. You all sit with that. I'm going to sit with it. I have to go. Oh, my God. You sick, sick fuck. How did you think of that? She went to the mental hospital and is sitting there with her grippy socks. Katie, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, You know I've been thinking about her being hospitalized uh, ever since Hits Different, of course. Uh, before that, too. Uh, way before that, actually. But um, yeah. for all intents and purposes, for legal reasons, I've been thinking about it since Hits Different. Are they coming to take me away? And, um, yeah. Yeah. So the socks to me, like, especially because we just saw her barefooted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shook right now. Here I am going into like a whole metaphor about her dogs. About <laughs> her dogs? Well, anything to make you stop saying the word dogs. <laughs> I know. It's even worse to call them that. That's why I do it. It's funnier. I know. Hey, your comedic timing is exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but holy shit. And maybe she is saying she had a grippy sock vacation. That's her melancholia. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so sad if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I always feel better when I get out. (laughs) Same. Well, that's the thing. It's like sad for normal people. But for us, it's like, yeah, been there, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you are gay. Oh, (laughs) I've never met a straight person in the mental hospital. Uh, No, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not. Well, I mean, that's not true. I mean, I guess straight men are always in the hospital, you know, for like. I have met a couple straight men. Stuff. Yeah, the straight yeah. men. But sorry, girls, none of you are straight. No, yeah, the girls are ill. <laughs> <sighs> That's why we're here. I mean, exactly. You know? Also, we see real. Is Taylor one of the gay girls to get into a relationship when she's in the mental hospital? Because, you know, there's always that one lesbian. Oh, I did that. It. That's what I'm saying. There's always one that. in the ward who who does that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I still, to this day, have her blocked on everything because that was an insane thing for me to do. Because <laughs> don't, yeah. don't start a relationship while you're in a mental no, hospital honey, because no. you are crazy. And you don't start a relationship it. with other people because they're also they're crazy. Also because crazy. you're both in there because you're crazy. Crazy. Exactly. So don't do that. It re- defeats yeah. the purpose. Yeah, no, it it quite literally does, yeah. And maybe that's what Taylor's singing about. Yeah. Her rendezvous in the mental hospital. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, so the part where she is gliding her hand over this man's back and sees, Uh like, rainbow stars galaxy universe... Which, she must have heard that galaxy print was coming back in the fashion cycle trend. Is it really? Unfortunately. Well, that's what they say. I don't, I don't know. I, it can't be. It can't just be. just make things up. Oh, wow. If that's um, true, then uh, I, I got rid of my, like, mesh galaxy dress from 20, 
14 just a couple years ago. Yeah, the cycles are moving so fast now, and it's like not even worth getting rid of old stuff. Oh. It'll be back in, in the trend soon, unfortunately. Wow. Um, but um, she played into that, I think. Definitely, yeah. I think her doing this, though, is like her seeing... Let's think Joe. Let's think this character does represent Joe. Okay, great. She Maybe she saw something in him that allowed her to see something in herself, even just as if they're just business partners. Um, maybe seeing Joe, who has lived such a normal life, like she has said before, and... Um, a grounded life and a private life out of the public eye and seeing all the experiences that he got to have allowed her to be like, see what she was missing as like a queer closeted person. Mm, yeah. You know? And I, I know we've probably talked about it before, but like, I do think that Joe could be queer too. I don't know if I talked about that totally. on the main feed a lot, but in the context of what I'm saying, that's important. Yeah. Um, but that's what that looks like to me. It's her like seeing something in him that she didn't realize otherwise. Yeah. Or even the ability to go out and be like an out queer person if she had the protection of him as a beard. Yeah. Like finding that ecstasy because he is there as a cover up for it you know yeah yeah i just feel like yeah the stars it's just so interesting to like that she's using his body as a way to see other things Mm -hmm. like his body is like a, a tool Mm-hmm. like a canvas a key a book you know like that is how she uses his body which is very different than i i think being in a relationship with someone yes absolutely yeah like you shouldn't see your your partner's body first and foremost as something that like gives something to you no that's and, why it seems so like a business thing like it's like yeah it's very objectifying yeah yeah like you you show me this your body allows me to experience this yeah like and again it's like that it's because it's the it's so focused on the body as opposed to the like you know like it's not like he's speaking stars and galaxies or like that their love is stars and galaxies it's like her interacting with his body while he's asleep he's and it's literally not even unconscious like, he could have been on his back and like her heart goes or his or her hand goes across his heart and yes. then like, you know like that would be yes. a true a true loving scene but it's so so clear he's literally on his back facing away from her they never interact unless there's people around <laughs> like i know he literally is like this is a disturbing pose he's in he's literally just a body like exactly. that's how and that's, that's how, how we've always kind is. of read the way that she sings about Joe. That's how we've always yeah. read that of like, I think he knows and like all of this shit. It's like, 
his footsteps in the snow lead to where I can't walk. It's yeah. his body allows me to get where I need to go. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. That's why she knew she wanted his body in Mastermind. Right, because exactly. Because she needed a cover-up. She needed yeah. a protection. Mm. Oh, and the strap, or the stretch, Madison. <laughs> I'm thinking about the strapification of Glitch, clearly. Yes, clearly, the- always. The strike of the match, dear fucking yes. god. Yes. Um. Again, so much of her fingers in all of this, and no mm. ring, obviously, because yeah. there's never a fucking ring. Yeah. So obsessed with that. I know. And this really reminds me of her performance with Haim when she sang "Love Story" and "Gasoline." <gasps> strike a match, strike a match, yes. And then it's like burning the love story. Watch the love story burn. She's burning yeah. that room to the ground. Ugh. Uh, also, the color of the sheets. Am I like on crack? Because it goes from like they're like red in one shot, and then they're blue when her feet are mm-hmm. right there, but then they turn like pink, and then they. Like, am I crazy? I mean, it's a very, it's like, it's hard. No, because they're blue there. I I feel like it's blue inner sheets, purpley pink magenta, like, comforter. Yeah. And then the pillow shams match the comforter. But it very well could be different beds as well. Because genuine, like, her her pillowcase, when she's laying on it, is, like, a reddish color. And it looks yep. like the one next to her also is. But then it cuts to him. And he's also red pillowcase. But then later on, it's, like, lavender pillowcase. Like, I don't know. I know. Um... And just the lavender smoke where it's like smoke and mirrors. You can't see like uh-huh. the full story. Yeah. That's that's the lavender haze. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's truly you know what I've been thinking a lot about too with the with um the nineteen fifties shit they want from me? Mm. That, you know, I think when that first came out, I immediately was like king princess 1950s like it's a reference to that and now that i've seen like now that i've really let lavender haze marinate and stuff i realize that she's also saying to gaylers like the 1950s shit they that gaylers want from her which is an explicit queer coming out like king princess Mm. like Swifties want 1950s housewife shit from her and Gaylers want explicit King Princess 1950s queerness from her mm-hmm. and she wants to say in this smoke and mirror haze of like of just getting to live privately um, and like not be out mm-hmm and I don't even think at this point it has to do with her queerness like I think she just wants to be private about her relationships in general exactly right because like and if Joe is the way like that she's never gonna love again like Mm -hmm. I think that she will stay with him forever if that is truly the only way that she can be sure you know the thing of like 
I don't think that this is the only way. Like, logically, mm -hmm. I don't. But if she thinks the only way that she's mm -hmm. not going to have to deal with the constant who is she dating, who is she with, is if she's with Joe forever in a public way, then, like, that's what she's going to do because she just cannot handle the alternative that she's mm -hmm. already been through. Yeah. Heavily. More than, yeah. like, I think anyone in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what made me realize, too, about her, like, L word party was I was like, like, now we can all, if we want to, speculate about you being with any of these women because we all yeah. know that you're queer gaylers, you know, and we get to do our other side of things, which is basically the same that Hitlers do. It's just, like, matching things up to different women and finding exactly. little references and who could she possibly be with and blah 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 like it's really opening my eyes a lot thinking about this music video and i didn't even think about it in that way though of gaylers wanting like the 1950s shit of coming out and like being explicitly yeah loud and like upfront about being gay just to i mean the more use I her voice of, like that the more i think of lavender haze and that message of the 1950s shit they want from me paired with Dear Reader, mm. the more I really... And, like, so many of her songs, like, even, um, you know, Question feels, like, so kind of directed at Gaylers. Yes. And there's just so many of her songs that, that feel like she is speaking directly to us. And in a way that's kind of like trying to explain where she's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, I don't want to be questioned at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A question is totally to Gaylers. She's like, mm -hmm. can you imagine if someone came up to you and asked you all of these questions? Yeah. Like, how would that feel? Yeah. Yeah. Don't kiss people in crowded rooms. Then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> don't don't leave her house in the middle of the night. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of leaving her house in the middle of the night, the this Daisy couch with the Daisy lingerie and the hookah. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, that my, girl. One of my absolute favorite favorite Taylor looks. Like so good. So good. The Daisy lingerie, like, that's insane. She just looks so, like, almost, like, evil in this scene. Yeah. Like, just her. her, like, look when she's, like, they keep asking me if I'm going to be your bride. And she's, like, glaring the camera down so intense. She's like, no, I'm not. Fuck you guys. Okay, and then it turns out that she is watching this, like, you know, 70s, like, old, old, old-fashioned TV. It is in color. It's not in black and white. So, which is interesting, because that does situate it more in the 70s versus the 50s, 1950s mm. ship. Mm. Um, so, like, this old, old TV where we, where we find out that her partner her boyfriend whoever the man that she shares a bed with um 
is a weatherman. <laughs> and, like, what? That's so weird. Wasn't that, like, the weirdest part of the video for you? It's like, yeah. he's a weatherman? It threw me for, like, the biggest loop. Like, I almost lost, like... It lost my attention. The video lost my attention after Me this. Too. This is why I had to rewatch it so many times. Yeah. Because when it, this happened, I was like, wait, what? And then, like, before I could even grasp it, she's, like, ripping it open. Like, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. But, yeah. Why a weatherman? Why? Why all the points on the map? If you haven't seen on Twitter, all the points on the map are, like, places like Big Sur, Gaylord, Michigan, um st louis um there's one in florida i think where she grew up chicago um yeah it's just like there's so many and it's like don't wouldn't you make sense for them to be like the tour spots like where she's touring right but it's not yeah it's not at all (laughs) and then there's even different weather for each place yes all in like the 60s and 70s and i think it's raining in st louis is like the only place where it's like raining which is why again gaylers and speculating on her relationships has now turned into a game for her as well because now we do it enough that she can do references like this to play with us just as much just like she does the joe references like wearing his jacket she can now do the little kayla references because there's so many gaylers that will pick up on it and it's so sneaky of her because Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know why I keep bringing up not main feed things on the main feed, but here we are. Here we are. I mean, yeah. Um, at this point, it's like I. At this point, it's like I just I don't. I just I'm trying to get at what the relationship of being a weatherman. And like he, so he's a weatherman and he dates a girl who it rains over her head in the middle of the night and he's completely unaware of it. He's a weatherman because he controls the media storms. He controls the media storms. He is the one that gets to say her place in the media. Like, because we've talked about weather before here in the Archers and, like, rain and storms being, like, a media storm. And that's what I saw when I saw the cloud over her head was, like, her melancholia was being, like, the fact that she's always in the media and, like, she can't do anything without having that in her head, whatever. And then cut to this he doesn't give a fuck because it doesn't affect him that's why he's still sleeping if anything it's like helping his career no matter what she's going through um but then he's the weatherman because it's like ultimately he's the one that affects the weather of the storms like it's gonna be raining in st louis because she had a past private lover in st louis that's a media storm waiting Mm -hmm. to happen right there Mm -hmm. But because he's her beard, 
he allows her to get through the storms and gauge the storms what they're going to look like and when and how because that's like pr interesting yeah you know oh i love that i really love that like she's at home in exile that's what this house is yeah watching tv in exile waiting for the media storm of kayler to pass Mm. And Joe, she is watching Joe on TV because he's the only one that can that can face those storms. Yeah, wow. He can't. I mean, I really love that. I think that that's really smart. And it's just, it's really, it's so devastating. Like, That's how... why he's not affected by it, too. That's why it's raining at the foot of his bed and he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. And he's notice. not affected by it. He just seems like such a jerk, this guy. I know. Like, this character is, like, this does not seem good. It doesn't help Joe's case in my head. That's right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I do wonder, like, what Swifties are thinking about this. Like, how can they watch this very, like, so far I'm feeling sad and uncomfortable about (laughs) her and the man that she's with. Yes, this entire relationship up until this point in the music video is sad. Because thinking about it from a straight point of view i just saw her crying with a rain cloud over her head and then the next night or whatever the next day she's watching her husband she's watching her like man um talk about the weather after he just slept through her own weather thing Mm -hmm. like that's actually so painful and sad Mm mm-hmm that he's publicly able to be like good and privately doesn't know her at all like that is so sad to me mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a basic reading of this like that's not like reading between the lines like that is what this video is saying yeah that's the on, crazy on a part great level mm-hmm. yeah i can't believe anyone watched this and didn't leave it questioning her and joe's relationship that's what i it's weird i can't imagine it so let's continue because this is so far the part of this is like the first half of the video that takes place in like the private world like just the house yeah and it's so far very depressing and it's her like hitting the hookah too so it's like i i think Mm. showing also her like being at home and spiraling a little bit too you know like can't be sober watching this um weather forecast yeah watching her boyfriend be like perfect Mm -hmm. in public from a screen from a distance and then she goes up to the tv and she rips it open in a very What's like the opposite of phallic? Yonic. In a yonic way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. That's the shape, yeah. And there are little um two fish swimming in a galaxy. Mm-hmm. Behind all of this facade of a weather forecast, there's a galaxy with two koi fish because she's koi. 
Okay, pause just as we're moving beyond the yonic splitting of the weather TV. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's not a screen, it's actually like fabric that can open. Um I watched Kara Delevingne's um Architectural Digest. Oh yes. Didn't we watch that together? I think so, yeah. Doesn't that remind you of the like um like vagina tunnel that she has that like splits open like that at the yes on each side that's why i thought of it yes yeah like that's she it's like she's crawling into cara delavine's um vagina pussy tunnel yeah yeah literally yes that's what i thought of the first time i saw it cunt cunt no Cunt tunnel. Cunt tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Good for um, you, Taylor. Good for you, Taylor. Um, <gasps> Ooh, that was good. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, okay, and the other interesting thing about her crawling into this galaxy with the koi fish, uh, before we really get into that, my first instinct was like, oh, she used to see that her and her lover had to live in a fish bowl. But now it looks like they can live in the whole big sky. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. Like it used to be a lot more insular where they could only swim together, just them two. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. But this is like, I I think that it really speaks to what her definition of the lavender haze is, which is that in this haze, of smoke and mirrors, the fish bowl becomes a whole big wide galaxy that's actually allows her so much more freedom than she ever knew. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. This is all lavender. Um, but yes, let's go into the koi fish because she's koi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because she's koi. And I think also it's just a Easter egg for Speak Now because she totally. had a koi fish guitar and she yeah. that's when she had bought her first apartment was during the recording of Speak Now in Tennessee oh. where she installed a custom koi pond in her apartment along with her giant human-sized birdcage. Oh my god. So koi fish really represent... I mean, and that makes sense. I think koi fish are an amazing... Um, bird alternative like the symbol mm. of the bird cage is like she was very happy with like that as a symbol in her life and then for the more literal interpretation of like keeping these beautiful animals like um you know locked up so to speak um fish became that symbol for her and knowing that it was her first apartment that she bought herself um, and that koi fish were a big part of that with the birdcage, that, again, really expresses to me that koi fish symbolized freedom for her. Mm. Yeah. Like freedom or lack of freedom. Like, I feel like she's probably spent a lot, like considering the fishbowl metaphor of lover, um, I feel like she spent a lot of time looking at her koi fish and being like, that's me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not to mention the koi fish are on the guitar that she would only use for her covers during the Speak Now tour. 
Oh. She would only use it while singing covers, which were also an aspect of freedom. And she sang a lot of gay covers on that Speak Now tour, including um, Betty Davis Eyes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Yeah. So that's a great point that it's like her freedom because it's like her freedom of being an adult getting to put a fucking koi pond in her apartment and then realizing like, oh, God, that's me. Yeah, oh god, that's me. And like just being so attracted to the birdcage metaphor. Oh, that's so she's like, I don't actually like birds, but I do feel like I'm a bird in a birdcage. Yeah. <laughs> and this fishbowl thing has been going on forever too. Like I feel like she's spoken about it enough times, like since the lover music video and her lover jumping into the fishbowl, whatever, that it's like yeah. so obvious in connection with her relationship with this man at the beginning. Like, yeah. how can you not see that the lavender haze is the bearding? Exactly, yeah. Um, wow, this shot, she's beautiful. Sorry. I just she's so so gorgeous in this video it is like just so like beautiful to see like that is truly was my main takeaway from this was like uh like what a great aesthetic this is like so cozy like literally she looks so like glowing yeah from within glowing from within yeah um and then she has a uh they them board game party Where everyone is taking pictures of her and her man. Yeah. Um, and it's the only time that they touch is when they are getting pictures taken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, everyone on Twitter has already pointed out, like, the sun patch thing. But did you happen to see about the brand of the jacket and the MSG? Oh. You mean story manufacturing? Yeah. My new favorite clothing brand? Absolutely. Literally. Okay. Madison, the fact that her boyfriend, her guy, her man, is wearing a story manufacturing jacket. Mm-hmm. Like, are you joking? That's one of the most silly, funny, haha things I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, the fact that there's a brand called Story Manufacturing. And she found it. She found it. And it has a sun patch on it. Like, are you joking? Like, the sunshine being a huge part of the story mm-hmm. that she's manufactured um, about this guy. Like, oh my god. And literally telling us like that he's wrapped in Story Manufacturing. Like, I mean, uh, it literally says MFG, MFG on the sleeve. So even if no one looked into the actual brand, which is clearly what everyone, she wanted people to do. Oh, yeah. Even if no one did that. I didn't know MFG. One Google search taught me that it meant manufactured. And it's her, his arm wrapped around her. Manufactured. <sighs> it's insane. Like, oh, it's so. Genius. So it's genius. It's so there's so much here for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, so genius. Like I can't. And I also wonder who this um lady with like the black hair and the and the bangs and the wine. Like she shows up a few times during these scenes, and she's like she looks sus. Like she's like 
side-eyeing them and like sipping her wine here and then she's like whispering with her wine in a different scene and then she shows up later she's like playing games at the table or something and like looking over at them like i don't know why she's such a such a tea oh interesting interesting and someone on tiktok pointed out that that character looks a lot like selena gomez's character from the bad blood music video oh and they were like what if like it really does represent like selena and like maybe selena like talks too much and like is like one of those people that like she can't oh really God. trust with things which is like no! selena's inez like no no uh which would also be funny because remember when selena gomez's phone got like quote-unquote hacked in that picture yeah. of taylor in the pink wig with joe yeah I just thought that was funny. I I really truly didn't well, think twice. Okay, about wait it. one minute though. Think about the fact that she's at a party, side eyeing and gossiping about Taylor and her guy, her man, mm-hmm. and it's like she, Selena Gomez, therefore functions as the character that's actually like seen with Taylor. And can publicly vouch for them and is like actually like has her back with this stuff. Therefore, when her phone was hacked, the f- private photos that were leaked were of Taylor and Joe. Uh huh. So it's like that's actually like she's not Inez, she's actually like Tree Jr. Mini Tree. Well, that's why whoever Tree said Inez Humber. was bad though. I mean, me. I she did. just gossips. She just—you don't believe a word she says most times. <laughs> uh, anyways, but she is. She is probably on Tree's payroll just as well, or Tree's on her payroll. I mean, exactly. Um, I wish Tree made a debut in this music video. Me too. You could always use Tree in a anything. Yeah, I wish she was like clearing the path for her. So that she could like crawl through the flowers. Oh, she's picking picking them. (laughs) Please. She's also setting up the fog machine like behind the camera. I wish they broke the fourth wall. Like, I mean, Taylor did break the fourth wall at the end. Am I right? (laughs) She certainly did. The fourth wall. I love the dancing scene in the smoke because it's like, oh my god, you don't even know who she's dancing with. Like, yes, you yes, can't yes, even yes. tell who's there, what's going on. You wouldn't even be able to tell that was Taylor Swift if you were in that smoky of a room. Exactly. And I loved the interview with Leith where he was like, I asked if I could pick her up and she was like, of course. And then we danced and it came out well. And I'm like, it did come out really well. That was really It came good. out really well. Yeah. God, I, I mean, I... I I would be so happy if they were together. <laughs> I know. This is the beard we need. This is the beard we need. Exactly. Or I Bad Bunny. Never. I'll be fine with Bad Bunny, oh my too. God. I think that would be cute. But... Um, and then we get to this part at the end with the her opening the curtains. And Katie, doesn't that just look like our um icon from season two with the little window and the curtains? It really, really does. It's like identical. 
And I do think we were kind of spot on about the window being like a queer reference and everything because of um, Melissa Etheridge. Come to my window, yeah. Because when later on in Midnight Rain, when she says, I peered through a window, deep portal, time travel, all the love we unravel. Not even unraveled. Yeah, that we're actively unraveling. Yeah. Yeah. So this is her being like, look at all the queerness at my at my window. Like it's all right here. All the possibility of yeah. life love. Because of the lavender haze that I'm living in right now, I am able to experience this in a way that I never would have been able to before. And then her little fish swims past. <laughs> and her with her back to it right like yeah 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 the one eye in the window please exactly i know I can't yeah that's the other thing too that we have to remember is that like we only see one eye of a fish at a time mm-hmm like we almost never see fish like straight on with both of their eyes so it's like fish are literally with that eye theory eye theory because only you're only seeing one eye at a time holy shit yeah i love when i tell you my jaw was on the floor when she knocked these walls down i was like no way she just did that i know i know i love the smoke too because it looked like she just hotboxed the room too is is she alone she's alone now mm-hmm. she's always like, alone what are her like what are the swifties thinking like why would this love song about being with your lover supposedly you know which how she explained it um like how does this make any sense for that concept it just doesn't as people that like deeply like um more than ship it's like we really perceive taylor as like single like like lizzie and i have been joking about how we're like single whores yes um, more than anything it's mm-hmm. like this is a perfect confirmation of that it's like the the story she's manufactured keeps her in the lavender haze and she is able to be more free and experience more freedom than she ever has before because of that lavender haze. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know, like, I just don't know other ways to interpret this. It's giving single for sure. I agree. And I, that's where I want her to. I want her single. I want her living her best life in private and not being under scrutiny. Yes. (laughs) Um, I love um, that there's seven fish, and that's, like, notoriously the number of beards that she's had. Oh, wow. Um, And I also wonder, though, because when she saw the one koi fish in the window, Mm. that was, like, a full white one. And there's no full white koi fish here. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. Like that one was mostly white, and none of these look like that one. And then she's behind just, like, the cloud. That's why I'm like, maybe it, she's in the cloud with her her koi fish. Exactly, her special little koi fish. 
I am obsessed. And I love that she crawls back into the cloud. It's like, yeah, I'm not in that, like, room, that, like, house, that, like, exiled closet, but I am still hiding. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Oh, God. Overall, yeah. it's better than I ever could have anticipated. Oh, and there's also mm -hmm. Orion in the background, which is yes. um, the hunter. Yes, so a literal symbol of an archer again. Yeah, it's not Sagittarius, but it still contains um, a bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. But it's reversed, mm -hmm. which I tried to look up and figure out what the orientation was of like the archer in this galaxy thing, because uh -huh. um, I was like maybe it's reversed because the arrow is pointing a specific way or something. Mm, yeah. Was kind of my thought, but I couldn't find how the constellation is actually oriented in like this picture so if anyone mm -hmm. wants to figure that out i'm curious if she reversed it for a reason or that's fascinating you know yeah i'm wondering if reversed it's like would something reflected through glass or through right. like a mirror be reflected like is she is she again actually still like some in like, the tank that she's in the tank like in the fishbowl still right and so it might look bigger but she still actually is reversed mm -hmm. like yeah oh so hard like a double-sided mirror situation yeah like, right yeah that's what i was wondering i was like maybe it's reversed because it's like mirrored and you're supposed to notice i don't know yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing. It's like this video is so the coloring is so off that like it's a very surreal. Yeah, um, like it's very clearly none of this is like real space, like real freedom. It's like a hazy. It's literally a haze. Um, yeah. So another really great reason why this is, you know, more symbolic of like taylor's dream world and like inner world than it is her reality and like what she currently has like this to me is the breakable heaven that she's talking about oh, like a very yes. temporary fragile state of bearding and being yeah but like i said more than i could have ever expected from the music video can you imagine if this would have come out like the week that Midnight's came out. No. What do you think? What do you think would have been that way? What do you think life would be like if we got this instead of Antihero as the first single? <laughs> Holy shit. I don't even know. Because I don't know how Gaylers would have reacted. I know how we would have reacted. But it would have been an even crazier, bigger shock than getting it after the other two yeah like dita and like the anti-hero nonsense and like whatever yeah but with hetlers it would have been like i don't know i don't, I don't know, know. I don't would know. it have been too much for them i think it might as like a first i think video? it might have been i think that might be why they changed it so that leads me, I wanted to ask you while we're here in private and no one's around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're literally recording a podcast, but that's like a joke. Um, I wanted to ask you in private here while no one's listening at all yes. to our private conversation. 
Do you think that she delayed the Lavender Haze music video release and like it releasing as a single and everything because of Lavender Gate? And there need we needed time to heal from that before we started talking in a positive light about this song. I do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that no, I think that um if Lavender Gate hadn't happened, then this would have been our era. Like this would have been a way, like it would have been truly our era. But because of the like backlash that I don't think Taylor foresaw. Which is crazy because then she needs to get us on her team because I could have foresaw it. I could have told you that that was not a good idea, that Instagram reel. Oh my God, Madison. Can you imagine if we were on her team and she sent that video to us and she's like, hey, what do you guys like? Okay, listen, this is how how I'm picturing this if this were to happen. Okay, she would have been like, hey guys, like I'm going to post this when um, Lavender Haze comes out. Or when I announced the title of Lavender Haze tonight, like, I included this great Easter egg um, for Gaylers. So, basically, if when they look up the Mad Men quote, all they have to do is look up the Mad Men quote, and they'll see that it's about a model named Betty. Don't you that's think why that's I included great? that it's Mad Men, so they would look up like wh- yeah. what the scene was because because it's like, so specific. Isn't that so great? Like, okay, tell me, guys, tell me what you think. We would have seen that video and have been like, Taylor, no one gives a fuck about that Mad Men quote. This made me want to kill myself. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> And she would have been like, um, what? Okay, I'm gonna change it. Like, I I just have to assume that's how it would have gone. And you know what? I hope Tree Payne's in our corner and saw that video and thought the same thing. But you know what? She had to release it and she had to do it only on IG Reels because uh-huh. that's the only place that you will find any Hetlers is on Instagram Reels. Instagram Reel. Yeah, exactly. And if, um... if Hetlers exist... It's on Instagram Reels. (laughs) Yeah, watching six-month-old TikToks. They probably did a focus group to find out where where to reach the Hetlers, and that was it. (laughs) Oh God, I just I just really have to assume that she would have no idea that Gaylers were are as hated as we are, and that the moment she said the word "weird rumors." that all hell would break loose it's almost as if the weird rumors aren't because of gaylers that's what i'm saying it's like i think that she literally did not know that gayler rumors were like as prevalent as they are right now i don't know maybe i'm being super super naive no like, no because the weird rumors and the only rumors of her in the media in the past year have been engagement and wedding secret wedding like all of those are crazy rumors and that's what the fucking song's about that's the craziest part and you know what i'm a little i'm a little bit bitter about this because when mm-hmm. lavender gate went down all I could say and think to myself was we just need to wait until wait the, song the song comes out. Wait for the song. We haven't even just, heard the fucking song. Well, so it's called song, Lavender Haze. It's called Lavender <laughs> Haze. And it's like, the thing is, is that like, you and I 
it's like we talk all the time about how like she's out like she's out she's come out you need to come down with her coming out whatever but the reality is is that she's obviously fucking closeted that (laughs) is the key to all of this is that she is closeted she's she's closeted and her music tells us that she's queer yeah. And she's counting on us to understand. And because of that, none of her fucking songs confirm or talk about her straightness because that's not how her music works. Mm-mm. So, like, all, like, because we believe that she, she is. is queer, none of her songs are going to be like, I'm actually straight. Exactly. I like men only. Because, like, what did we as Gaylers, and I, myself included, I had a rough couple of days with Lavender Gate, but what did mm. we as Gaylers truly, truly expect a song called Lavender Haze to be about? Did we really think that she was going to sing about how much she loves Joe in this song and about weird gay rumors? Yeah, I know. But it's hard. It's really hard. I know. It's hard when you're getting literally fucking bullied and attacked on the internet by straight 16 year olds it is that that (laughs) actual like gay celebrity and gay yeah yeah like gay men swifties with blue checks we're like i hope hashtag those fans (laughs) get a little taste of their own medicine they get the leather jacket okay that's the thing it's like they get one cookie and we get uh, 18 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Like, we get the whole f- fucking party. We get the whole party. Yeah. They got one cookie and we get a whole party. Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, how they've turned. Remember when we used to get crumbs? We used to get little little tiny crumbs. Now we're <sighs> Now we have the whole buffet. Now we have the whole buffet and no William Bowery at the Grammys this year. Okay. Next no. year will be a different story because Midnight's is going to be nominated and it's going to be brought up again. No William Bowery this year. Just L word party. Just L word party. And lavender dress. Yeah. Just lavender two piece dress. <laughs> <sighs> Aside from lavender haze. We actually do have something else to talk about in this episode. I know. Who knew that we would get through an hour and 45 minutes without getting to the theme of the episode? I know. And I don't even think we've spoken it aloud. No, we have not. Jesus Christ. So let's just go ahead and dive into this episode. (laughs) I sent Katie a TikTok. I think it was a TikTok a while ago that was like... yes. Um, podcast hosts like three hours into the episode it's like let's, let's just go ahead and jump here. in <laughs> yeah so let's get let's get finally to the topic of today's episode <laughs> so let's get into things um so for our season premiere <laughs> since we our, our premiere as the archers we spent it um going through a Sagittarius themed song if not the Sagittarius anthem of all time um in case you didn't know it's called The Archer by Taylor Swift we listen to Taylor Swift here a lot um we'll get into that more but we did do a queer lyrical analysis of The Archer and this 
season, we wanted to start off with another queer lyrical analysis of Sag music. That's right. Even though it is no longer Sagittarius season. In fact, it's actually Aquarius season. Which is why it's even more important for us to steal the thunder from another sign and for you to celebrate Sagittarius's because it's not even our season. So That's right. Um, shout out to any Aquarians who, you know, have a sign in Sag. Uh, you know, like a sun. Have a sun in uh, no, not a sun, because you're Sagittarius. <laughs> I was like, oh, so only Sagittarius is. <laughs> Shout out to all those Aquarians with it. their suns like, yeah. and Sagittarius. The only Aquarius I care about are the ones with their suns and Sagittarius. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Bitch, that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah. Shout out to all you Aquarians with... um. Shout out to all you Aquarians with social anxiety. Okay. Oh, wait. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention about Lavender Haze. It's too important for me to forget. Um, shout out to Kelsey for pointing out the parallels yes, of Muppets in space mm-hmm. and Gonzo's scene where he like flies into space and meets these like fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really remember this movie, to be honest. I haven't seen it since I was like so tiny. Mm. But... What a beautiful queer moment that that scene is, and what a beautiful rendition that Taylor did for Lavender Hayes. I know. I really want to do a, a a Muppets in Space like watch along. I think yeah. that'd be really good for us. Yeah, um, meaning us, meaning like uh, all of us gay queers, gay yeah. queers, only the gay um, ones, only the gay the ones, please. <laughs> Oh my god, killed me. One hour and 48 minutes, I guess, is my max for being calm and not silly. (laughs) (laughs) I know, we got on this episode like, wow, we're really both like calm today. Meanwhile, we're like screaming and kicking about (laughs) fucking... I can't. (laughs) I can't either. I really can't, but um, that's okay. I'm literally sweating. Like, (laughs) Me too! Also, first of all, saying gay queers like that's great <laughs> like what <laughs> okay. the archers a podcast for gay queers and only gay queers exclusively exclusively gay queers okay so today's topic is sagittarian songs and in particular it really fits with the lavender haze music video and the focus that lavender haze has brought on because the link that we have found through these three songs that we're going to be talking about um, is a very specific Sagittarius quality, which is freedom loving. Mm-hmm. And like a refusal to compromise on one's deep love of freedom for relationship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for relationship and also for like conformity and like yeah. systems like well exactly truly i mean when you think of a sag to have freedom you have to go against systems and like go against things that restrict freedom so it's a rebellion yeah. that you have to have to be a sag to carry the weight yeah 
And I mean, I guess I really think of that as like, it's like your relationship as an individual to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. being part of a system, being part of uh, a relationship, like for anything, for you to engage with anything is to be in your authentic self. Mm-hmm. And like the refusal to compromise on what we consider to be authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like even Taylor in Lavender Haze is in a manufactured story. Yeah. But she's still finding a way to be her authentic self in the haze. Exactly. It's a manufactured. Because Hatch would never compromise for that lack of freedom. It's physically impossible. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like physically impossible to compromise on our authenticity. We simply cannot exist in that relationship with whatever in that capacity in an inauthentic way. So the story manufacturing comes in to craft a capsule to like craft a vessel to which we can travel authentically in in authentic space i would almost say a vessel as if like a giant human-sized suitcase that taylor swift might be able to fit into to be able to travel exactly i mean literally (laughs) what you just described all i could think of was her getting carried out in that suitcase yes it's like she's not compromising like exactly she wants her freedom and she will not be seen if she doesn't want to be that's not authentic exactly that's exactly right yes like there's lots of and and the logic is like mentally illogic like for all of us it's like what we have to do and the like um things we put in place to live authentically truly might not make sense emotional sense or intuitive sense to anyone but ourselves mm-hmm. but like it just is what it is you know when that's hailed at such a higher value than caring about if it's rational or not it's like my freedom yes. is the most rational thing my that freedom I know is the of. most rational thing it is the and i think that's why sagittarians typically have such strong values is because like that value of freedom is so intense that it's very easy to latch other things onto the definition of what freedom means to you. Yeah. It like gauges your, your like value, all your different values. You're like, yeah, no freedom is always here. So where does that leave everything else? Yeah. And like, what makes me feel free is Mm -hmm. like my community being cared for. (laughs) yes yes yeah so like if if you associate your own freedom with like other people's freedom like bringing all my friends to the summit so to speak Mm -hmm. like that isn't it like will guide your other values Mm -hmm. freedom for queer people and for yeah the formation of queer community in general is freedom for sure my freedom and so with that The songs that we're going to be talking about are Speak Now, Peace, and A Midnight Rain. And I think that the value that... So these are all songs about freedom and refusing to give up freedom for a relationship like with another person. Um, But the thing that is also like latched on to her definition of freedom is being a like harbinger of chaos 
Mm-hmm. Like she has to bring chaos and she has to be a, like for someone to love her and to give her freedom it's to understand that she's always going to cause drama no matter what mm-hmm. and that is the most relatable thing in the world to me mm-hmm. me too. like nothing exactly i know bitch and like it's like truly the only character flaw that i have is the drama, drama. It's, like, it's the drama yes i'm so drama i'm so drama about my emotions i'm so drama when it, i'm in uncomfortable situations because i'm yes. drama about my emotions yes i'm drama about my freedom which makes me defensive and yeah. and sometimes to a fault and you know it's all that sad yeah and it's like the trauma like i'm drama about my trauma like i have like the ptsd is dramatic like the about hairpin triggers i'm like yeah yes they are hairpin triggers and it's like it's like when someone starts to get to know you it's like okay if you want to get to know me there's so much baggage Mm -hmm. like so much like i like it just goes on and on and on. Like especially as really... badges that pre- present so full of life and energy and optimism and care and like everything oh. when you first meet us and the second you get any below the surface, yes. it's like whoa! If you're ready, you could go further. But yeah, I'm a fucking exactly. mess. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I just love like that. Truly, she's like truly no you can't be with me unless you're ready for this chaos Mm -hmm. and want to join in with me like how at the end of speak now she's like we're running away together because you also don't give a fuck (laughs) exactly yeah that's all she's asking is for someone to not to not conform with her Mm -hmm. um and it's crazy having these lined up because it's it's in chronological order. Speak now, peace, midnight rain. But for some reason, in my in my little pea brain, I swear that midnight rain was written before peace. I understand that perfectly. They're two. Well, and also it's very interesting because peace feels so present. Speak and speak now, and okay, and midnight rain feels so past tense. Yeah. True. And speak that's now true. is an is a daydream is a that's true that's why it sounds more present yeah 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 midnight rain is very past tense like yeah but um d- let's get into speak now because this album we're also gonna be getting into more as we pray and hope exactly. that Taylor's version is coming yeah yeah um so why not also just start off here and in, in, in our sag songs like it fits perfectly definitely and i used to listen to this song on repeat because i loved the rebellion i thought it was so funny that she would ever think to interrupt a wedding how unladylike of her oh my gosh oh i wish i was your age when this song came out so much because i truly um you know being in my peak like feminist uh, women and gender studies mindset like uh truly thought that this was the epitome of like slut shaming hating other women um yeah like the okay just the yeah dressed like a pastry yeah um all of that like 
speak now made me so uncomfortable when I first heard it. Yeah. When I was like 20. Um, uh, Coupled like, with better than revenge. Like it's all. I mean, exactly. Exciting on women in this album a lot. Yeah. Precisely. So uh, yeah. Yeah. And now it is it more of like a Jolene type of thing? Or do you still kind of hear her as being like a bitter little well, 20 year old? Like- I, well, I really believe that Taylor's known since she was like from a young age that she was queer. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of an instance where I think that she's just like storytelling a completely made up thing mm-hmm. in order to like express a feeling and like because obviously like i don't think that she interrupted a wedding um but to me it's like the actual intent of this song is like so the thing is is that like she says like oh i bet you're think like i bet you wish it was me like I, I I like says to this groom, like this boy, um, we're assuming like that don't you wish that this wife that you're marrying was me? Which is like if you're in that level of delusion, either you're the one that broke things off and you know for a fact that he still hung up on you, which is yeah. like why would you be having this conflict? Yeah. Or it's like, you're just extremely like delusional. And that delusion is like making you really bitter about everything. Yeah. Um, And then her. So like the intent, the idea is, is that like, if he still hung up on you and you're, hung up on him obviously why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you just have gotten married right and so that leads to like why aren't you the one there and it's because she refuses to get married Mm -hmm. like she isn't this song isn't about her running up and replacing the bride Mm-hmm. It's about getting him to exit the church through the back door mm-hmm. and say goodbye to it all and live freely with her. And I will say, I don't even think it's about shitting on the bride either. I think she's shitting on just weddings in general and like I the mean, whole right. stupid performance of it all. She's like this pastry shaped gown. She's yeah. yelling at people because everyone's stressed. Like, no, exactly. So I think that the way the fact that the song arrives at a place where it's like, oh, she doesn't want to be marrying this guy instead. She is pissed that marriage and weddings are a thing. Yeah. Like that's what she's actually upset about in this song. And that's a very queer sentiment. Yeah. So like it is easy now for me to see this song as containing queer sentiment of being Mm -hmm. like why did you fall into this normative thing Mm -hmm. we were supposed to be like anti-marriage together Mm -hmm. like this could very well have been or not very well could have been but this is easily a like story a short story like palatable version of her feelings of like watching one of her best friends get married 
like even that she wasn't in a relationship with you know what i mean it reminds me of betty exactly yeah it's like all in front of all your stupid friends in your stupid gown in your stupid party yeah but to make it more relatable she like made it like you know girl haiti like Mm -hmm. uh that kind of vibe that was very popular back then yeah yeah i i think that's kind of what i fell on too because i thought about what i loved as this song as like a queer kid and it was the fact that i was always like i'm not getting married you'll never catch me getting married like that's stupid and that was always rooted in the fact that i didn't want to marry a straight cis man and i didn't want to be monogamous which are both very queer feelings for that to be stemming from what like straight artists do you know that is genuinely so pissed about weddings that they're writing songs about it yes exactly (laughs) like like when you view this as an anti-marriage song like anti-wedding song like that's it's very very funny like and it's it's not the first or last time that she does it yeah exactly exactly i bet you think about me could have been set to this song yeah for sure you know, I mean, like, that in of itself is a speak now Easter egg, don't you think? It's so true. Yeah. Oh, so true. Um, My favorite thing, I watched the behind the scenes for the like photo shoot because everyone thinks there was a music video, which I also thought there was. There's just mm. a very detailed photo shoot in the album booklet that plays oh out like it plays out scenes from speak now from the song, but like That's it's not so a full. But in one of the photos, um, it's actually Liz, her background singer. Well, all the photos. She's the bride. Liz Hewitt? Yeah. Oh, my God. She's she the bride. She plays the bride. And then the rest of the band play. Like, one of the guitarists plays the groom. And then the rest of the band plays, like, people. And then Taylor's in the audience. And she's, like, like interrupting it. And it's, like, a frozen moment where she's, like, yelling at him. And they're at the altar. And, like, wow. whatever. That's why everyone thinks. Because it's so theatrical, this lyric book. Wow. There's a whole behind-the-scenes video of them shooting this. And Taylor, they ask her, like, what the inspiration is. And she says, Every bride and groom has that moment where you think, I wonder if someone's gonna come sweep me off of my feet. No, bitch. She did not. I don't think that I don't think no! every, I don't think that happens to every bride no. or groom. No, 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 certainly not. I don't think that happens. No, no. I mean, we literally when we wrote our vows, Lizzie and I purposely left that part out. Most people don't do that part anymore. Exactly, because why would you want that? Yes, why would you invite that? Yeah, don't invite that energy into your like. Holy shit! Don't even leave the space for it. I know the idea but she's that just you'd like, be getting married and like purposefully having that space. Bro. Okay, but it really places where she's at mentally at this point. She's oh, yeah. like twenty years old. She's like, even in the interview, she's like, I'd, I've seen a lot of movies and like blah 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 blah. Like she's literally just like, I don't know. Everyone has this thought, right? Like that's what I take away from weddings is the fact that people don't actually want to be getting married. <laughs> like that's what her takeaway is at this time and her takeaway is that it's not a serious enough like institution or thing to do clearly because she was so scared of like hurting people's feelings and things so like 
I feel like she wouldn't have sung a song like this and had a whole photo shoot for it and like explained it all the way that she did if she didn't take it as unseriously as she does. Yes. Like marriage itself. But since she was this young, she's still like, she was like, this is stupid. I can make a joke out of this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me so happy for the I Bet You Think About Me music video. I'm like, this really is just her letting it all out. She's like, I just, I've been waiting since I was a teenager to shit on weddings. (laughs) I know. And you know what the interesting thing is, too, about that? Um, that I just realized because I realized we're talking about like all of this takes place at the ceremony that I mm. bet you think about me video takes place at the reception. Oh my God. She doesn't even try to interrupt the ceremony. She doesn't give a fuck about this man. That's funny. She just wants to like ruin his life. She doesn't give a fuck that they got married. She's like, I'm still causing chaos whether you're married or not. Exactly. Oh my god, Katie, that's such a good point. I've never remembered or thought that it was at a ceremony. ceremony. Yes, after. It's after. And that's why he's like shitting himself and he's saying his vows in the back for like like all nervous and scared and sees her in the mirror because he's like, oh my god, she's gonna interrupt the wedding. Like, whatever nope she doesn't she just tortures him afterwards exactly yeah holy shit that's wow what an epiphany seriously that's hilarious wow (laughs) um oh my god my other favorite part of this song the organ starts to play a song that sounds like a death march Oh my god, right. Yes. She's like, I hate this. It's not that I hate that these two people are getting married. I hate weddings. <laughs> it's wild that she said that the marriage march, the wedding march, it sounds like a death march. And she oh says god. it's so dead ass. Oh yeah. I mean that's she's being for real. <laughs> like Wow. And also, I think that she's kind of complimenting the bride in the part where she says, your lovely bride-to-be floats down the aisle like a pageant queen. Like, she's yeah, like, she looks Jolene gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> she looks stunning. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, um, she also giggles after she says, um, you're not the type of guy who should be marrying the wrong girl. She's like... <laughs> You know, I love when Taylor talks about people's wives. That's why. It's like, she's like, because mm-hmm, that's my girl. That's why she's the wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that song Ironic by Alanis Morissette? Oh, I love Alanis Morissette. I love Alanis Morissette, too. And we were listening to Ironic in the car, like, on the radio yesterday or the day before. And my favorite part of the song has always been, well, first of all, I'm obsessed with the music video because it's mm. like four Alanis is taking a, a, like a road trip together mm-hmm. and it's just filmed in a very interesting way for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, Genius. And, She's mastermind, truly. Yes, truly. Um, but it, my favorite part of the song, ironic, because it's kind of an annoying song, I think. Um, but my favorite part is when she says, it's like meeting the man of your dreams. And then meeting his beautiful wife. Yes! Uh, yes! That's Taylor! That is fucking Taylor. And I was like, if Taylor ever did a cover of the song Ironic, that part would be the 
fucking gayest thing I'd ever heard in my life. It's basically what she said in the debut prologue. Exactly. Oh my god. That's literally this song, too. Like, and his beautiful wife. Yeah. (laughs) I almost forgot about that. Holy shit. Yeah, so I just love when she talks about people's wives. I love when she talks about people's wives. And I love when she talks about being a man. And (laughs) when she says things like, I'll meet you when you're out of your tux. Yes. Or from his perspective, I'll meet you when I'm out of my tux. Yeah. She just wanted to say that. I know. I know. Because she doesn't like the dresses that look like pastry. She wants to wear the tux. It's true. Yeah, it's really true. Baylor's rise. (laughs) I love how much your Gaylor Fest presentation on Baylor is like quoted in academic context now amongst Gaylors. Not enough people talk about Baylor stuff. That's why. There needs to be more sources. I don't know why my presentation is the only... Um. I mean, Ember also does beautiful trans readings on TikTok. Absolutely. uh, Has opened my eyes incredibly about Speak Now. There's several songs on Speak Now, but. Wow. Um, You know what, like, the moment Speak Now is really about, though? Mm. When the preacher says, speak now or forever hold your peace. (gasps) Yes! And you know. You know, that rings like a bell in my head. Right. It rings a bell. Because. Because, if you'll recall, she can never give you peace. Oh, no. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) That's right. It turns out she Mm -hmm. really can't. Not even eight years later, however long later this album. Uh, yeah, like uh, nine years later, she's like, Let me circle back to that. I'm gonna circle back to that really quick to that Speak yeah. Now song about the wedding. You know, you know what I was talking about? How like I was interrupting the wedding because I didn't want two people to get married because I was in love with the beautiful bride. Yeah, yeah, I'm circling back to that on Folklore 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> to remind everyone, no, I cannot give anyone peace because I am a Sagittarius and I am oh. literally born to cause havoc and be. Yeah. Oh, a fire. So. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. It's uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. It's just. I I also, I wrote down some of her quotes from Long Pond so that we could really hear what she has to say about the song. Ooh, I love that. Um, which is one of my favorite points. It is my favorite point in Long Pond other than the bit that goes on between her and Jack. But. Because Aaron talks about his mental health and this song, and he's like, I really relate to this song because I feel this way with my wife. I feel like I can't give her peace because of my mental health struggles. Like, that will always be an issue for me that she also has to deal with. And I love Aaron's sweet, sweet soul for saying that. Yes, exactly. Because it made Taylor so emotional, too. Like, she didn't understand 
the way that other people could relate to this song and but you watch her in that moment listen to what Aaron's saying and like take it in and she's like damn people really listen to my music <laughs> like mm-hmm. um but she says every day it's like how do I make myself amongst my friends and family and my loved ones not see this big elephant in the room because I don't want the elephant in the room is the stuff that I can control enough to sort of block out the things that I can't um and she says it's someone who you want to provide peace with it's someone who you want to provide with peace someone you love so you want them to have as much peace as possible but you have to reconcile with the fact that you may not be their best option for that and is that still a deal that they want to take so it's quite literally the question of like speak now or forever hold your peace do you want to take this deal of being with me knowing that i there's so many things out of my control but that I will fight for and defend but at the end of the day I can't control or are you going to run away yeah yeah because this is the point in the relationship like this was the hinging point of whatever relationship she's singing about where it's like speak now or forever hold your peace and deal with the fact that I can't give it to you (sighs) Yeah, she's basically idea. like, you can run. Here's your chance to run. I mean, that's the thing. It's like folklore will always be the album that I can see the perspective of straight people the most. Well, probably 1989 as well. Um, mm. Because I really loved 1989 when it came out. And I like hated Taylor for being straight because of how much I liked it. <laughs> um, but like, with folklore it's like i did read these songs as about joe as about to the man that like i knew she had been with for like years before um and this song made me so sad but i fucking loved it like i loved it because i was like oh this is exactly how i feel right but I was so even confused. thinking about it with Joe. I was exactly. like, "Wow, this is beautiful!" Like, this is beautiful. if this is what their love is like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just like the way that it is. It's like it really is like so sad because to hear her say is the stuff that I can control enough to sort of block out the things that I can't. It's like that is truly she's seeing herself as only worthy as to what she can control Mm -hmm. not at all about who she is yes like the reality is is that like who she is is worth enough to block out the things that she can't control regardless of what she is or isn't controlling exactly and it's just devastating to me Mm. that like this whole song has that air of not being to someone that you're actively in love with or more importantly that's actively in love with you Mm -hmm. because it's like the kind of things that she's saying and justifying are not the things you say to someone that you're in like a a secure relationship with Mm -hmm. and it's like upon first listening it is like oh these are like your darkest like this isn't to anyone in particular. Like, this is just about, like, how it feels to be a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then the more you contextualize it as what she's saying, like that this isn't just her darkest fears, but this is about really how she feels in, in this relationship. It's like, oh, that's very sad. Mm -hmm. Because that's not what it feels like to be deeply loved and seen. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's it's very, very, very sad. Because she, you're right. I didn't even think about that. She doesn't see herself as even a person. Just as, oh. like, something that happened to this other person. And all of the things that happened to her happened to this other person. Exactly. And she can't see beyond that. I know. Mm, that's very, very sad. And not even a Sagittarius thing. I think just a Taylor Swift thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, I can name that. Um, I think, too, something we've talked about a lot, a lot, a lot in The Archer is the way that Sages are the only sign with the weapon, of course, and mm -hmm. how that leads us to have this, like, fight-or-flight mentality at all times. Mm -hmm. And in this song, it feels like she's confessing the fact that she's always going to be in fight, flight, or freeze mode mm -hmm. because that's her instinct of what to do. Not only as a Sagittarius, but as Taylor Swift because of the shit that she's dealt with being in the public eye her whole life and the things yeah. that she has been in control of and hasn't and the way she values that so much more than anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't give you peace because even if I ignored all of this, like, I can't ignore all of this is the thing. I could give you peace. That's the other thing. She very well could give this person peace if she decided to hide away. Yes. All yes. of the things out of her control were not a factors anymore. She very yeah. much could give this person peace. She's saying, I'm not going to give you peace. Exactly. Would it be enough if I never did? Because I'm not going to. Because I'm a Sagittarius. I'm made to fight. Yeah. And I have to fight the things I can't control until one day I do. I'm but so glad. Then... Until then. And I'm so glad that you phrased it that way because I feel like that is the unspoken thing that that you and I relate to this with it's mm -hmm. not i could never mm -hmm. it's i will not ever like it's no one but herself and her choices yep. are making this but it's like it's because she's prioritizing her freedom her and freedom. sense of authenticity she's like i will like fight the things that i can't control until mm -hmm. i have the freedom where i don't have to Exactly. But until then, until I'm able to feel this freedom in a way that can give us peace, I will not be giving us peace because that has to that be, would first. be That would be standing down. That would be exactly. allowing all of the things she can't control to take power over her. Yeah. And she can't do that. Exactly. And I think what she means by this is definitely like, remaining heavily closeted and bearding in like not even the cryptic way that she is now but in a very straight way to where she was not queer coding and like pre yeah. you need to calm down she's like that's not the piece that i'm looking for exactly like it's not worth that she's just sad she's got a fight <laughs> exactly um mm. 
I wrote in my little notes that the line of her saying, but I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm reminds me of Dear Reader when she like calls herself a guiding light and like yeah, this fire, the Sagittarius that is a guiding light and also like the Orion constellation being like all these stars that shine so bright. Um, yeah. I mean, I love the confidence is also very um, relatable. Yeah, being like, but yeah, because I'd be fighting, I'm yes. very passionate. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's really what it feels like. It's like just it feels just very realistic about like what we're good at and what we can do and can't do. Yes, and, like it's like, no, like I sometimes I do prioritize things, I will prioritize like my authenticity over giving you peace. Mm -hmm. prioritize that um but i'm literally a fire that lights our world and like I, like you wouldn't and i accept any that other as way <laughs> yeah yeah like i'm great and if you do want me another way that's weird and i can't be in this relationship because i am a fire yes exactly and, like that's what i naturally am there's no way for me to dwindle that or put that down i shine too bright like yeah. Another thing I noticed that I have never noticed before is that she says, um, the devil's in the details, but you got a friend in me. But then says, I talk shit with my friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, your lover has a friend in you. Mm -hmm. Your lover is someone who you're also friends with. But you go and talk shit to your friends. Yeah. Like, because those are your actual friends. This person is your lover that other people might see as your friend. Yeah. Because that's in the public. She's dying for this person in secret, but in public, they're just friends. Mm. Uh, that kills me. Like, that just confirms that when she's yeah. like, I talk shit with my friends. Like, that's not including her, this person, because this is more than that. That's different. Exactly. Yeah. That's someone she would die for in secret. <laughs> like, I know that line, but I would die for you in secret is so wild to me. It's wild. So wild. Like, like that paired with hoax is enough that obviously started me on this whole journey. Yeah. Like, and of like digging in deeper and being like, what is actually going on here? Yes. Yes. This song too is what made me question folklore. This and Betty. I was like, what's the fuck is going on right, with Taylor exactly. Swift? I mean, this is the thing too, is that like, I was just so used to celebrities. Like I've just been so used my whole life to celebrities queer baiting that Betty, I was just like, okay, that's a song from a male's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> like Betty did not face me at all. Truly, it was like the cracks in the facade with mm. peace and with hoax. The cracks like, in the light of the shipwreck. Yes. And again, it's like peace was the song that was the first that I ever heard from folklore. Really? And it just rang so true for me. I just listened to it on a loop. It was so good. I love the sound of it. It's so magical, like the heartbeat and... Oh, it's just so 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 good. I love this song it so is. much. It's one of the best songs to come out of the folk more era in general. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, <gasps> but yeah, that line, like, I would die for you in secret. Like, 
that's so crazy that's such a painful thing to say when you're in such a public relationship yes someone else (laughs) to say i would die for you in secret Meanwhile, her boyfriend's face is plastered everywhere, so it's not a secret if she would die for him. That's not who she's talking about. That's why this all didn't make sense to me even three years ago, not as a Taylor. Just as a casual Taylor Swift listener. Like, um, the other most Sagittarius part, this part is what really makes me think of it as a sad song i'd sit with you in the trenches swing with you for the fences both require a weapon if you're sitting in the trenches you're holding a gun if you are swinging for the fences you're holding a bat like both require a fight a game Mm, a thing to be won Mm -hmm. a battle of some sort to be won totally yeah and then on the other side of that coin give you my wild, give you a child. Mm. Like, give you my wild, give you the time that I don't have to spend fighting and sitting it's... in the trenches and I give you a child. Believe... The thing that I don't want to do, the least amount of freedom that I would ever have in the world as yeah. anyone is to have a child. And everyone knows that you lose a sense of freedom by having a child. Yeah. And a Sagittarius saying, I would give you a child. I just, and think about how Matt, like how beautifully she like travels the like spectrum and span of like mask and feminist in those all those qualities sit with you in the trenches war swing with you for the fences sports Mm -hmm. give you my wild is like so like deeply like i just picture like wild woman wild woman like exactly like goddess and then give you a child like that like nurturing like like motherly like femininity it's like totally running the gamut of like gender expression and like gender roles it's like so beautiful like just so wildly queer overall you know yeah i didn't even think about that yeah she's like really expressing the span of like who she is Mm -hmm. and what she has to offer she's like i I can be your man, <laughs> like your capital M quote unquote man. Yeah. Allah, that's my man. I can be that. And also I can give you a child and take care of you and yeah. <laughs> give you all the wild passion. Oh, it's too much, honestly. Like, the reality too- is, is no one can do all four of those things. Yes. It's it's unrealistic, but the one thing that she can't guarantee is peace. Is peace. But that's yeah. something she probably actually could. <laughs> exactly. But it's But it's so much easier to promise these lofty wild things that have no reflection over actual things. Right, these these metaphors. These metaphors it's so much easier to connect She'd to metaphors. give her sunshine and her best mm-hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. 
but the rain is always going to come. Which, always. again, talking about our weatherman over here, her melancholia is always going to come because mm-hmm. a media storm is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Her cancer moon sensitivity and fragility, like, mm-hmm. especially to the opinions of other people, that's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Hence, no peace. Even if there's peace outside of their doors, she still carries that rain cloud around with her right above her inside. Which literally, like, is why Midnight Rain is the incredible third link to this. Because it's like, speak now or forever hold your peace. Mm -hmm. I can never give you peace. I give you my sunshine, give you my best, but the rain is always going to come. Midnight Rain. Which, in this song, the Midnight Rain is actually more of a metaphor for change and starting over, and not so much a metaphor for sadness, which I find really, really beautiful for her, because every single one of her other albums, Rain has been associated with something bad. Unless it's Dancing in the Pouring Rain, Best Dress Fearless, which is well, gay. what about Clean? And clean, yes. Oh, you're right. You're right. The rain yeah. came pouring down. Yes. Um, transformation, change. Like, she mm-hmm. gets that as a Scorpio exactly. rising and Sag. Like, so I think it's so beautiful that she flips both of these. Like, even though in peace she's saying, I'll give you my sunshine, give you my best, but the rain, the downside is that the rain's always going to come. But in this one, she's like, he was sunshine. He was all of these bright things. But I was midnight rain, which sounds mm-hmm. sad, but is actually complex. And it allowed me to change. All of me changed thanks to this rain. I got mm-hmm. to be, I got to transform because I said no to the sunshine and the best and like to the sunshine and rainbows of all of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's like, I, walking away from that is peace because now I've I get to change I get to peer through these portals of like queerness and I get to lurk around in the lavender haze and no one knows like <laughs> yeah um wow did you ever think about the line broke his heart because he was nice and that whole relating to nice boy ed story thing Hmm. no so where did nice boy ed even go no one knows he has a new single dropping on march 3rd okay apparently i don't follow along i heard that somewhere i think okay so we'll see on march 3rd but the link to nice boy ed was that little anecdote from that essay from the book (laughs) yes and the anecdote was like i dated a boy once who was named ed and he was really really nice and it broke my heart because he was so nice and i didn't like him (laughs) like yes wait broke his heart because he was nice and that is like almost a direct line from the book could you pull up that little that quote i actually have the tab saved on my bookmarks right here of course i really really could i really could 
Um, I just have to scroll to the part about yes. um, Ed. Hmm. I'm so sorry. I sh- I know as a podcaster, I should be talking, keeping things going, um, making up time. You know, um, I really should be engaging more as a conversationalist. Um, but unfortunately, I forgot and just stared into space instead. And fortunately for you, I just found the part. Oh, fabulous! So, it says, "I have just spent a more or less enjoyable evening with Ed." Ed really is a nice boy, dot, dot, dot. But for some reason, I don't go for Ed in a romantic way. I feel sorry for him because he really likes me. Oh, wow. With Ed, everything is so false. That's the way it has been with almost all the boys I've ever known. I never really fell for Paul, and he was one of the first on my list of my list of lies. Poor boy. I fooled him so shamefully. I'm such a sham. And why they don't realize it, I'll never know. Bob was and still is the best example of a sham. Now I'm beginning to think that he was fooling me as much as I was fooling him. Isn't it ridiculous? But he wanted sex. That isn't what I wanted, but it's what I wound up with. Oh my god. Okay, so Midnight Rain truly is like the song version of that essay. Yes, and it's yeah. it's saying like it's putting sunshine in a bad context. Like it's fake. It's oh, like yeah fake weather it's it's like the weatherman it's it's fabricated weather media storms like maybe someone who's bearding and has a husband and was married to a very rich husband man would have sunshine because there's no media storms it's all sunshine every day where we live the best happy peppermint candy fucking white fence line like life yeah all sunshine And she's like, yeah, I am Midnight Rain. And guess what? I get to be complex and I get to change and transform and look into queer portals. Exactly. Mm. Nice Boy Ed is the he of Midnight Rain. I love that. I think that could be true for sure. Um, What was and what was the name of his song that Taylor used and like started this whole Nice Boy Ed thing? life you lead the life and the lyrics are like it's just the life you lead but it's yours odd an odd message yeah uh shallow if you will (laughs) yeah 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 um yeah so not to skip way ahead oh no please i really feel like that so i peered through a window deep portal time travel all the love we unravel and the life i gave away that part and the life i gave away gives me chills every time Mm -hmm. like i just this song is like she is giving herself peace yes like she's like i was never wrong for not choosing quote-unquote peace yeah like like this is a very like i'm happy about this like i never think of him except on midnights like this like oh that part kills me too it's like yeah she like doesn't 
she doesn't have any regrets except mm-hmm. like any like base regrets it's like all of us might have like nights where we're feeling nostalgic or like mm-hmm. miss toxic parts of our lives that we purposefully gave up like those are very like natural beautiful like human feelings um but it's like you know when those feelings like pass or if we need them to pass quickly it's like we just have to reflect back on why we stopped it in the first place and Mm -hmm. it's like that is a piece Mm -hmm. like believing in your values and like following what you know to be right gives yes and even when you know that it's causing you pain in the moment even when you know that it's gonna cause this rain you have to know that the rain is gonna transform you just like anyone who has learned from it before knows like pain Mm -hmm. transforms you letting go of things lets in new things like it's that cycle and then the fact that she's mentioning the life she gave away and nice boy ed it's very recognizing like her compet and being like even if i had these feelings i didn't act on them in a way that would have led me to be miserable now She's like, I don't need the postcard with the shiny family. Like, thank God I didn't do that. Thank God I have Midnight Rain instead. (laughs) That's the thing. It's such a celebration of choosing one's freedom over inauthenticity. And the queerness of that. Like, the inherent queerness of it. Oh, like even just having friends that succumb to things like that and being a witness to it as it a queer person hurts so bad. Yes, yes. Like, it's just it's awful, and I am obsessed with her naming it as picture perfect, shiny family, holiday peppermint candy. It's yep. this postcard. It's this fake thing that you want, like this image that you get to send out to other people that looks good on paper. That's yes. what you, that's what he wanted. That's what he got. Yes, 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 yes. She's exactly. like, I get to be in my house with my little rain cloud above me, looking out my window, time traveling through this queer dimension oh. where she gets to write folklore and mm. talk about all these queer stories and pass them on and learn about all these queer mm. histories and like literally deep portal of a window what we do on the archers you know and she's like so glad that we have a window i get to do that and i didn't give away this yeah you know yes really like that that's the thing midnight rain is like a beautiful like self-love song Mm mm-hmm which is why I've really liked it from the beginning. Like this song to me is, has always been about compet. Mm-hmm. Like, and just like the joy of, the joy of like not giving into that. Mm-hmm. Of not giving into what would be so much easier, which is like to just tamp down like real feelings for the sake of comfort Mm -hmm. everyone else's comfort like your societal comfort like you know just the privilege that comes with straightness it's like not choosing that but instead like choosing to be 
truly, you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, uh, this idea that, like, being gay, being queer isn't a choice. It's like, I really, truly, at some point it does become a choice. Because it's like, all of us that are choosing to live authentically ourselves, like, we are making that choice every single day, every moment. It's not a choice to have the feelings, but it is a choice to act on them. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm obsessed with to at the end how she says, "I never think of him, whatever," and he never thinks of me, except for when, when I'm, I'm on, on TV, TV, which is all the goddamn time because she's Taylor fucking Swift. Yeah, and exactly. that is such a cheeky way to end this fucking song. Like, it's so funny. She's like, "Yeah, you got your sunshine. Yeah, you also see me in your Constantly. nightmares." And then it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I love know. also and that she says we all get some kind of haunted, like a callback to speak now and haunted. Yes. And like the way that she's haunted by like what, how that song is so like queer to me and like her feeling oh, haunted yeah. by, by a queer relationship. And now she's like, I guess even though I'm queer and I'm haunted, you have your sunshine, but you're still some kind of haunted. Exactly. I mean, I don't necessarily think that this song is about a romantic partner that she had. Like, I don't think that he is necessarily, like, yeah, a man that she was with. Like, I just feel like this is truly in the, in the theme of Speak Now, the song. It's yeah. just, like, this is what it means to, like, have given that up. Yeah. Like, this, this is, is what it means to not be straight. Yeah. Yeah. And again, her just going against the fucking grain. Mm, yes, exactly. She's like, you think rain is, is bad? Well, I'm a Sagittarius, and I can prove anyone wrong. I think it's it's a good thing, and I transformed me. So then what? How about that? Yeah. Enjoy your sunshine. <laughs> and just think, like... Truly think, you guys. Everyone needs to really think about this. The reality is, is that, like, for women as successful as Taylor Swift, if she fell in love with a man, getting married would not threaten her in a material way. Like, her independence, like, there are so many, like, in-charge women, like, powerful women that are married. Like, that is not, if you have tons of money... Like, marriage is not going to take that away from you unless it's something much deeper. Something that, like... You... Unless you don't want to get married. Then it's exactly. taking something away from you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, why wouldn't you want to get married? Like, think about why you wouldn't want to get married. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. And this is why I believe that Taylor is non-monogamous. This is another reason. I mean, that it's, makes a lot of sense. It's a lot of going against all of this, like, one and only shit that she sings about all the time. And we were talking about, oh, wait, were you and I talking about that? Or was I talking about it with Lizzie? I'm so excited because um, I've been thinking about that so much with Labyrinth mm. and how she says, oh, no, I'm falling in love again. Oh no, I'm falling in love. Oh no, I'm falling in love again. And how like 
did we talk about this on our live? How like it kind of sounds like, you know, on one it's level, it's a different it's like, person. It's a different person each yeah. time. Yeah. Like I love kind of viewing her as someone who, in her like being single, how we like ship her and imagine her single. Yeah. It's because, like, she's someone that feels like she falls in love all the time. Yes. And that's how I see her as yeah. some, like, as an artist, not even as, like, a person, but as an yeah. artist. Like, yeah. the way that she sings about love. Mm-hmm. And people probably think I'm crazy. I know people do because they've told me. And they're like, she sang better than revenge and she's jealous. Why would she be not monogamous? I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy how that's besides the point. And, not at all relevant to the also, point I'm making. Also, I mean, like, I feel like just quickly, people like jealousy is just an emotion that people that's feel. exactly that's why it has nothing to do with the point because everyone has jealousy. That's not yeah, something... like you can be not you can be non-monogamous and like healthily non-monogamous and not jealous for 90% of things. And then for whatever reason, a dynamic in a relationship or a certain boundary that you didn't even know existed causes you to become jealous because like, also it's just jealousy just happens. Like that's just a human. I like, you can feel jealous a hundred percent of the time and be in a non-monogamous relationship, but it's how you process that emotion. You can be, that would be horrible. No, that would be horrible. (laughs) Don't do that to yourself. I almost just, but don't do that to yourself if that's you, because that's pain, but it's a matter of like how you process. It's just like any other emotion. When I get, have a bad day at work and I'm angry about work, I'm not going to take it out on my partner because I feel angry about work. Right. If I feel jealous because my partner is doing something, oh, I'm not right, going to right. take it out on my partner because I feel yeah. jealous. I'm going to talk to them about why I'm feeling jealous and why I'm feeling angry about work and why I feel jealous over what they're doing. And then we can figure it out together. Taylor was also yeah. 20 years old when she wrote Better Than Revenge. Yeah. And people grow up. <laughs> I know. So, it's very. It's just so weird when people bring up better than revenge when I talk about her being. Mon- I'm like, what? That's not what I'm. Well, and yeah, because like another thing could be that perhaps she's just jealous over the fact that this girl is an actress. Yeah, like that could be what's stemming, what's fueling her sadness is because Little Miss just wants to be an actress, and everyone yeah. says, "No, no." Little Miss is jealous because she wants to see what she does on the mattress. I mean, obviously, that's truly, yeah, exactly. That like, that's that actually really what it is. is. Yeah, that's really, really, what it is. that's what it is. <laughs> no, but um, mm-hmm. I see it. I see it, and I know what you when you say you want single Taylor that you like. It's yeah. Taylor that gets to be single and flirt with people and and yeah. fall for different people and have little flings and rendezvous, and she gets to live her life that she didn't get to live in her early twenties because, like she said, she was a national lightning rod for slut shaming, and she's like, I was dating how I thought that I could, yeah, and that's how she likes to date. So exactly, yeah, yeah. So if she has to. Um... Speaking of Sagittarius traits. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I just I just feel like we just really don't know what's going on in that what like what her personal life looks like, you know? 
So yeah. I just want to see her in her Sagittarian independence and mm. view her in that context. Um, and like not tie her to anyone in a permanent way because the reality is, is that, uh, you know, we don't know who she is or has been tied to. And she doesn't like being tied to anyone in a permanent way. It really feels that way. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> and I think her fucking with Kaylers by putting all these Kayler references is also kind of just her having fun. I know that it's well it's up a lot of other theories that I fully support and I think are fun too, because I support all crazy theories. But exactly. I no, do but think it's also thing- just her having fun. It, yeah, and her being like don't worry you guys i like when you speculate about me with any girls yes like she's like that's cute and funny and i'm gonna give you a reason to exactly like i actually love being with girls and love when you think i'm gay Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like this sleeve on the jacket's manufactured this sleeve has a sun and you gaylers know why (laughs) yeah you know exactly yeah i love it our secret language that's right. The secret language we share. Uh, beautiful. What a beautiful, long, perfect season premiere, Katie. I know. Three hours for our beautiful, intelligent, and very, very cute listeners. And I got to admit, I didn't think I would make it this far when we first started recording. But oh, you know what? I feel... I feel a thousand times better than I did when we started recording. Oh, really? I did too. Thank you, Madison. I'm so glad that we're able to beat the minute 48 sillies. Uh, Excuse me, hour 48. uh, Oh, yeah. Hour 48 sillies. um, And have made it all the way to the very end. Truly. Thank you for being an amazing co-host to me. Always. (gasps) Thank you. Thank you for this episode. And thank you to everyone who listened to this whole episode. And only the ones that listened and made it this far. And everyone else can choke because they won't hear this anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, if you made it this far, we... <laughs> um, and Katie, is there anything that we want to maybe mention? Maybe some exciting things going on that we may have or may not be planning in the background and have been planning for a very long time. (laughs) Congratulations on your nine accents you went through. Um, Okay, so we, of course, are in the midst of planning and have been in the midst of planning um, Gaylor Fest 2023, which is heretofore going to be called Gaylor Fest, G A Y L O R E F E S T. Okay. And- okay. Let's go, Diana Agron, Quinn on Glee. Yeah, I'm cheering. Um, and we are also in the midst of planning our in person camp Gaylor, which is going to take place. From June 16th through June 18th, 2023, in Hyannis, Massachusetts. Um, and registration for that will be open very, very soon. Um, we'll definitely announce it on our Twitter. And yeah, it's going to be super, super exciting. Um, and in the meantime, 
before registration opens, um, our very own Gab, who, if you're in Gaylor spaces, you probably would recognize. Um, Gab is hosting a Venus reading fundraiser um, going towards Gaylor Fest scholarships because we're really trying to raise scholarships because there's the in-person component this year. Um, so we want to make sure that as many people can attend in person that want to, um, regardless of financial need or place. So we're to raise money for Gaylor Fest scholarships, Gab is going to be doing Venus readings uh, for Valentine's Day. Um, so check out our Twitter for that information too. And Madison will put the link to sign up um, in the info of this episode. Um, and if registration is open by the time this episode drops, we'll also put the registration link there. Um, so you can go on over. Um, in-person Gaylor Fest, aka Camp Gaylor, is going to be $313 a person. And that includes two nights lodging in the Cape, all of your meals in the Cape, and all of the in-person festivities, as well as entrance to the virtual Gaylor Fest conference um, that it'll be coinciding with. So yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and I'll be there, and Madison will be there, and um, a bunch of your other favorite Gaylers will be there. And there's about 13 of us that have been planning this for months and months and months. And um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Definitely keep up with our Twitter if you don't already. That's mm -hmm. where we post a lot of updates having to do with Gaylor Fest. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll try to keep main feed up, updated, of course, too. And there will be links um, in the descriptions. But if you really want, like, update, update, follow us on Twitter. Definitely. All yeah. the links are there. And Madison is also doing an amazing fucking job on TikTok. Our TikTok is alive. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I brought the TikTok back to life, which was you did very hard to do. But I'm trying to keep it alive. And I would do better if you guys would go interact with it because they don't get a lot of interaction, which makes me want to die. So I feel like we should do a live on TikTok. Like, just a... A lot, like just go on and, and talk on TikTok. Oh, that would be fun. I wonder if we can. I don't remember what the follower limit is. I think it's um, a thousand, and we have like oh, two thousand. Okay. That would be fun. Maybe yeah, we'll go on TikTok Live. Catch us. Maybe follow us, and you'll find out. Follow us and find that? out. Yeah, exactly. What about that? A little exchange. <laughs> <laughs> you follow us, and you find out when our live is. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but yes, Gay Camp Gaylor is going to be Gaylor. Camp Gaylor Camp is going to be fucking insane. It's going to be so fun. And it's really just going to be like us hanging out in person while attending virtual Gaylor Fest. So like if you can't yeah. attend Camp Gaylor, please, please, please don't feel left out. I'm one of those people that like can never afford to like do things in person like that. Yes, so I yes. really, 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 really feel you. Hence why we're trying to do as many scholarships as we can. Yes. But um. Yes, yes. Don't feel left out. We're going to make it just as good of an experience virtually. Um, Absolutely. It's something we talk about literally every two minutes. We try to make sure we're not like. <laughs> yeah, that's out. why we're really Camp Gaylor is just the in-person attending 
of yeah. a virtual conference. Like the virtual conference will not be skimped out. It's it's going to be as good, if not better, than last year's. And mm-hmm. yeah, so don't you worry your pretty little mind. Yes, uh, that's right. But um, so yeah, Gaylor Fest, our TikTok, our Twitter. Um, check out Patreon for two bonus episodes every month. Mm-hmm. And um, we're very happy to be back. Here's a little, a little spooch from me. Thank you, thank you for having us back. Oh, thank you. Yes, kisses from my household to yours. Oh my God! Do you know something that Trisha Paytas always says? Oh my God! What? She used to end her videos. I don't know if she still does. She goes. And here's some kisses. No, I said it wrong. Ah! Fuck. Fuck. She goes, here's some kisses for my little baby fishies. Mwah. Oh. <laughs> See, not she's not she's not all bad. She's pretty awful. Um, but, she, but she's so funny. I don't know. That just reminded me of it's so bad. And the yeah. music video, like the <gasps> kisses from her fishies, exactly. Okay, well, you know, even if we're not going to sign off in that cute of a way, at least we can sign off by telling you to stay. Oh, did you have, you had a different idea for a sign off? Um, yeah, of course I I did. Sorry, I guess, I guess I thought. Oh. 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 Um, I think it's time. Katie, take it away. Take it away. I think it's time for me to speak now and to tell you all to stay, stay, stay. Yay for Tay! I mean, this is sick. They're just talking on and on. Harkness, blue, blue blood. This is good for business. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. But I'm just like, it's fucking lavender! <laughs> <laughs>